Because it's supposed to be spice up your life. Uh, like I want to nurk you like an animal. I want to nurk you nurk like you that was like gonna be next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerddom, where we are two thirty to forty something year olds who talk about yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about a lot of apparently beard. I can't talk. We have. <laughs> Where we are two 30 to 40 something year olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle. And you guys might know us online from the Twitches as uh, Guyver and KSIG. We both uh, stream pretty regularly throughout the week and the evenings. And with us for the final installment of WandaVision, that guy down there, Justin. That guy. <laughs> For those of you who aren't watching this, it's Mr. Justin. He's back. Hi. He's back hey, again. Bella. How are you? Look who's back. Back again. Made it through. You have the best song references ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thank you. Like a bucking <laughs> He's saying, no, I don't. Oh, I will literally punch both of them when I see <laughs> them again. You know. From in six the, feet in away. The, in the uh, post-COVID world, like honestly, I'm looking forward to that when I can. Looking forward to punching people. Like both of us. <laughs> yes, and going back to going back to prison again. You know. Mm. Yeah, the good days. Uh, where, I, where I played frequent games of apparently of a drop the soap. Mm. Um, in the before Probably. times, yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. In the before times, before the crystal cracked. Mm-hmm. So. True. Like, Kyle was saying. We're on episode nine of WandaVision. It has been a ride. It has been. Literally, it has been a ride. Like this is this is this show has exceeded every expectation that I had of it because I didn't I honestly didn't know what to expect because Disney did such a good job of keeping it under wraps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's it's been a great show, and I have been extremely pleased with it. Extremely pleased and extremely disappointed at the same time. Because oh. now that we've watched this, most of my theories are out the window, but some of my theories held true, but most of my theories are gone. <laughs> and everyone I am nerd enough Mephisto. to admit that everyone <laughs> was Mephisto. Oh. Oh, You're taking poor... that really well so far. Well, it's, you know, when I, what was it? I texted you or messaged you Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Like, here's my revised stuff. One of them was, I don't think we're going to see Mephesto. So, yeah. You, you know, know what? And it is what part it is. of me, like, okay, it would have been awesome to have that happen, to have all these cool theories and things that we had happen, but. The, you know, things happen for a reason. Things don't happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, we, we might as well just jump right into it. Like, there's a lot of pissed off nerds because, well, you know, 
my theory didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they gave us so much to theorize on and so many things like, you know, our, you go back and listen to the previous episodes. We went down so many rabbit holes on different things that they're not all going to hit. No. And, you know, the, and we're guilty of this too. I think that that's, we had our theories on what we wanted to happen, but they're the, the show was about Wanda. And this was her story and everything. So I think we had too much going on outside of what the show was supposed to be about. Then it would have detracted from what the show was supposed to, you know, they they just couldn't do that much. But I had some theories on the bunked theories that I don't think they're totally bunked yet. So we'll get to those. And here's the thing. That's part of the fun of doing this was all the theories that we could have, because Here's the thing with Marvel, you don't know. You really don't know what direction. I mean, I mean, if you haven't watched the episode yet, you know, we're going to ruin it for you because, you know, we're going to break it down frame by frame like we always do. But spoiler mm-hmm. alert, what you think is going to happen isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And yes. you think just the. Yeah the decades and decades of information that we have about everything, whether it's um, graphic novels, whether it's, you know, just comics, whether it's, you know, all of the information that uh, Marvel has had. And so there's so much for us to pull from and be like, Oh, maybe it's this. Oh, maybe, Oh, I hope it's that. And then if it doesn't hit, then we can't be mad because it's, you know, are they going to pull from the past? Are they going to, um, take something directly from the past stories are they going to take in a um uh, some ideas and then make them new from the past are they just going to write something totally new i mean i i think that's part of the fun of of watching this is not knowing where it's going and and like you said having those um Mm. those theories and seeing how it plays out Uh, but i mean the level of of anger and and hate about well they didn't do this and didn't do that. You can't do all of that. You oh. can't do all of that, especially mm-hmm. in nine episodes. Um, this isn't the Avengers. I mean, even the Avengers in game and in infinity war, you know, as huge as that was had to be split into two long movies because there was so much that they had to tie up and, and do that, you know, it, it's, it's unreal expectations for a television series about one specific character to really tie into all of these different things. Um, so I think what they did was perfect. <coughs> I, I really like where they went with it. They left some open endings, uh, but at the same time, it's if this is a one shot, which it seems like it will be, I am very happy with it. And I'll go back and watch it several times. I know I will mm-hmm. uh, because a, it was good. There's a thing with the, with all the theories that didn't come to light. Okay. So there's there are tons of theories that didn't become true. I don't know. Words are tough tonight, but ninety percent of Chris's theories. Most of the the stuff that Chris said was wrong. So <laughs> no, it's but, true. It's true. Okay, but, but just no, no, because, no. Most of what I said was right, but the theories were wrong. Right, wrong. Wait. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> A lot of the facts that I've given are right, like from the comic, yeah. from the lith, oh, okay. from the mythos. But my theories were wrong. Gotcha. Let's, let's 
let's at least but, point out that I got something right. You had yeah, all the all the information that we we were throwing out there was just all pretty well it was it was there. But because it didn't where people are up in arms on it is because well, I didn't I didn't get everything wrapped up and given to me in a pretty package by the end of this series, right? But we've we've seen this going back when we're going back through our MCU stuff, which is, you know, we're on like part seven of the Avengers movie part one whatever right now wherever we're at in that we're finding we're like you know me and i think you have and b rob and everybody that's been going through that with us we're finding things in those movies going back and giving a closer watch and people found things in those movies going back and give a closer watch that didn't that didn't have any impact on anything until seven or eight movies later mm-hmm. like there were things there that you know if if we would have been doing the same thing now, we could have seen a little Easter egg or something. Here's like, oh, we hope this comes to light, and we would have had to wait five, six years for it to actually come to light. So there, are, I'm a firm believer that some of the things that we've seen in this series and that other people have seen and that we've talked about, just because they didn't come to light in the series finale, doesn't mean that they're not going to come to light later. They just didn't happen right sure. now. And so we go back and when phase four goes into full swing, we're starting to get some movies and series and things that we'll be able to do the same thing and go back to this and be like, okay, that's why those flowers were yellow, or that's why Dottie was doing this, or, you know, that's why um, Peter, Pietro, whatever, that's going to, I got stuff on that, but um, I don't know. People just need to be patient. Well, <laughs> that's here. Here's the other thing. We're not telling you guys your feelings aren't valid. I would never tell someone that your feelings aren't valid. Like, mm. yeah. Whenever you know, like, if and and I'm gonna get political for a second here. Like the whole like Black Lives Matter. If someone's crying out for like Black Lives Matter, it's because they feel a certain way. Not crying out, but you know, speaking on it. Mm-hmm. They feel a certain way. Who the fuck are you to tell them that their feelings aren't justified? You may not agree with what they have to say. You may not believe in what they have to say, but that's how this person feels. So you can't tell someone you you're not allowed to feel this way. This is how people feel. We're not telling you, you cannot be angry by by all means, be fucking angry, get Mm -hmm. rage, Hulk rage, throw something. If you're just that angry, but don't tell, you know, don't make it so where it's ridiculous though to where you are bashing like elizabeth olsen to where yeah. you're bashing because like it's her fault or like the um the gelfling twins the olsen twins her sisters like it's their fault the two gelflings um oh it's totally the twins' fault though i mean i'm gonna it is the twins' fault mm-hmm. but again like i said it's it, there's a difference between having your feelings heard and being upset and then just fanboy raging because I can never pronounce his name. Hemdel uh, Idris Elba because oh, he's black. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Heimdall's black. There's a difference, you know. If you're gonna, if you want to argue with us, cool. We will sit here and we will chat with you all day about it. Mm-hmm. We love to do that. That's the whole point of this: is to get you to think. You know, get outside your comfort zone. Let's talk about something you don't know about. Or if you do know about it, teach us. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to tell you your feelings aren't justified. But do it in the in a productive manner that's yeah. not 
I think, bashing people. Yeah, I think the, especially within the last, you know, seems like five years or so, it seems like the online hate and trolling and things like that have just like ratcheted <clears throat> up and, and mm-hmm. your feelings are, and your thoughts should not be discounted but at the same time, that doesn't give you the right or the agency to go online and make fun of other people or, you know, death threats like, you know, Kelly, uh, Kelly Marie Tran and uh, many or other Raya that um, is just taking it to the far extreme. Whenever, whenever you boil it down, it's just a Star Wars movie. Whenever you boil it down, it's just a Disney plus TV mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And it, no, I don't. Don't get me wrong. If if we talk about certain pop culture stuff, like I will go to the grave arguing certain things, or like this is what I love and I will defend it. Right. Yes, but at the same time, we have to separate reality from and and people's feelings and people's, um, you know, if if we're associating a TV show with the worth of someone's life, and that's what some of these things are happening. Uh, then we are taking this way too seriously and it stops being entertainment and starts being life. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when lines get blurred, that's when some shit goes down. So yeah. Testify. Yeah. Seriously. Testify. That's very, hmm. very well yeah. put, sir. Just, just have, have realistic expectations about things is really right. Was, is where I come from on it. Like, yeah just, yeah like yeah, I mean, just even with just this though there's this yeah i understand being upset game of thrones i was pissed i didn't like how things kind of wrapped up but i was able to step back and i think that's where people need to be able to do with this people that are not it's happy with this show it's a tv show but step back like you enjoyed so much of it you got so much joy out of it even if you didn't like the season finale of one division you probably if you watch the season finale, that means you probably watched and enjoyed a, a lot of everything that led up to it, just because the conclusion wasn't where you wanted it. And, I'm, and like Chris said, I'm, if you're upset about it, that's fine. That's your prerogative. You can be upset about it, but you know, be reasonable about it too. We're saying don't be a dick. Wait, don't, don't be, be Hayward. Yeah, don't be a Hayward. Yeah. So no. it there are productive ways to do it. Yeah. Start your own podcast about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With that, WandaVision. WandaVision, season finale. Season finale. Series finale, more than likely. But series finale. um, Took too long. It did, but... Oh, it is series finale because that's what it's yeah, titled. Yeah, it's, it's, it is called. <laughs> it's in yeah. the damn title. There's not going to be any more. Episode so. nine, the series finale, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's self-explanatory. It speaks for itself. It really does. Yeah. So starts off with a recap of last episode. And then next thing we know, we see the terror twins. Um, Wanda's sitting there with her hex powers, you know, in one hand. And then the terror twins are... Uh, getting choked literally like um no not david carradine style just they're just getting choked um kyle's got his hand <laughs> well i'm not touching that one i'm not touching that um one. <laughs> so they're getting choked um 
one thing that stood out to me uh, the very first line of the scene was Tommy yelling, get off of me and let go of my brother. Didn't really seem like he was concerned about himself and more about his brother, which I just thought that was just a, a cool little nod to like, you know, a sibling mm -hmm. yeah. and how Pietro pretty much sacrificed himself for Wanda. That's where, that's where I think this came from, personally. Because we know that all these are Wanda's projections, basically. Mm -hmm. I think it gives a lot more um, well-roundedness, I'm going to make that a word, to, mm -hmm. to the characters and to the idea that, like Vision, she creates these things, but then they become their own. And so she's she's not controlling them the way Agnes was controlling or the way that she was controlling the actual people in the um, in the town. But they are, have their own agency. They have their own feelings. They have their own. You know, you can see mm -hmm. them caring for the other um, I, become people. Yeah, I really liked that for sure. <clears throat> and they're not golems. You know, golems are soulless. They can only take direction. These are actual they become people. They become visions to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, ah, good. Yeah, I see what you eh, did there. Yeah, I see yeah. what you did there. So, uh, next thing we know, Wanda is saying, "Did you, you know, my powers work out here? Did you forget?" And <clears throat> you know, Agnes is telling her, "I'm counting on it." And then just the twins try and run, and she just basically jerks them back to the ground, like you see those bad dog owners. You know, when the dogs are trying to run away with the dog leashes and kind of jerk them back and like hurt their neck. That's what it looked like to me. Probably works with kids' leashes too. I'm, yeah. you know, the little backpacks with the leash. Uh, for any, um, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying that this, any, the concept is the any, same. For any hate mail, please refer to them to uh, Kyle <laughs> at uh, <laughs> what I did to my children.com. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying the mechanics are the same. It's a it's a yeah. leash on a thing, and you pull it, and they but they fall. Yeah, was, I've never Absolutely. done it. But. Absolutely. <laughs> At least the videos or photos can prove. <laughs> Close cam, closed circuit TV. So, okay, and then I don't know if you all noticed this, but I think we all agree Catherine Hahn is a very attractive woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you not so much when she's in full on Agatha Harkness. Like they make her face just look so weird to me. Like I was mentioning that to my wife, like her hair just looks kind of funky and it's like, it doesn't look like her anymore. It's the yeah. way they did the makeup, like just something just odd. Like they just made her look like a, you know, a witch. Maybe you know it what I mean? Work, maybe different. it didn't work for you, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just it's saying. Like is over contoured that this thank you that was it <laughs> and apparently worked for kyle kyle's on uh witches witches only.com mm -hmm. next week we do a uh every man's guide to contouring and makeup just kyle and i will talk mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so over here thinking what about cauldrons and <laughs> cauldrons <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so she pulls she pulls him down wanda hits her with a hex bolt we know now that that is a hex bolt pure and simple mm -hmm. and 
Agatha rises up like the Undertaker. I heard the same thing. I was going to say that when she just raised up. I was waiting to just hear a bell. Just boom. Yeah, rest in <laughs> peace. <laughs> and then uh, Agnes says, listen to your mother, boys. And what I love about this whole thing is Agnes is still Agatha. Or Agatha is still Agnes during this whole thing. Just the way she talks and just kind of her little quick one-liners. Yeah. That's what I really appreciated. And then she says, now, you know, she tells him to get out of here and Tommy grabs Billy and they speed off. And then the witch's fight begins and Wanda mm -hmm. keeps hitting Agatha with the hex bolts. But next thing you know, Agatha gets hit and then she's holding the hex bolt. One important thing to note is her fingers are turning black. Do we do we understand why she her fingers are turning black? Because I don't think we do at this point in time. I was thinking it was a a prop choice or you know something like that. that since she's using so much magic, it's mm -hmm. you know she's got those dark fingers and that's you know her her thing. Because mm -hmm. since she takes power from from other witches and that drains them out, I don't think it has any anything to do with that per se. But I think um, it's just more of a, what I thought was more of a wardrobe choice. Um, I went back and looked and to see if in uh, Agatha's original costume and all that, if she had, you know, the dark fingers and, and mm -hmm. all that, but I didn't see anything in the comics about that. So to me, I think it was just a choice, but I could definitely see how maybe the powers she wasn't understanding. Well, I don't know, because at this point, she is actually taking the powers from her. Yeah. So hmm. I think she's yeah. like a living battery and it's just, you know, she's taking it in, but she's still getting damage. Right. I feel like overloading the circuit a little bit. She's just, there's just so much flowing through. And that's where, I mean, she's taking it through the fingertips. So it's just, uh, it's getting hex burned a little bit. But, you know, I mean, that is, that is her thing to absorb the power. So. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, and then if you look at Wanda's hand the next minute, her hand starts kind of in her veins. The black keeps starts going through her veins. Yeah. Like, you know, she's being, her powers are being taken. Yeah. I think I would refer to that as Kyle hands from here on out. Kyle hands. Yes. Kyle hands. Mm -hmm. so. Small and damaged. Mm -hmm. Get skillful. I was thinking, get skillful. Yeah. you know, Kyle's Marion. Look at that beard. It's Marion. That's true. Kyle is a man. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a full beard. It doesn't just grow off the neck area. So that's uh, what enables me to not complain about things online. And it's it's not see-through either. Is that uh, the other thing? Boy! Oh. Let's move on with the show! <laughs> uh, for those not uh, watching on YouTube, please tune in to the YouTube of this uh, to compare all three of our beards mm. and see. Or let's not. We already know who's going to lose this. <laughs> we're talking about i'm just being lazy and not shaving at this point hey i think it looks i think it's great it looks great i'm still voting great Fu Manchu. for an 11 year old boy <laughs> i'm still voting Fu manchu is what you need to go with like it's there it, look, it looks great for someone who looks like they went to the barber shop and got some gorilla glue got the sweepings off the floor and then just kind of oh, doused Lord. it over their face yeah. they don't have to make fun of me i'll do it myself that's it's very Pretty good uh, Scott Tenneman beard. So, Ugh, guys, this is good chili. 
<laughs> I'm glad you got the reference. <laughs> hey, uh, for any who are curious later, the Everyman's Guide uh, Chili Con Carne will be on our site. Too. Cool. Mm -hmm. Don't ask what the meat is. Mm. 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 Justin's tears taste so good, you guys. <laughs> okay, so Agatha, Agnes, Catherine hits Wanda with her power, and Wanda goes flying back. And the whole time, Agatha's telling her, you know, give me your powers. It The whole... I hate even saying this, but I don't. So the whole time she's doing this, because she keeps telling her, give me your powers, this whole episode. All I could think of was Agatha dressed up as Stewie and Wanda <laughs> as Brian. And Agatha keeps going, give me your powers. Where's my, Where's my powers? Where's my powers, man? Where's my powers? <laughs> so I literally started thinking of that and just started giggling. But that's basically she keeps telling her you know give me your powers i know what to do with it yeah. and she tells her you know i'll let you keep this little pathetic corner of the world all to yourself you give me the power of the scarlet witch and you get to keep everything that's in here yeah i guess this is probably a appropriate time to talk about because this is something that i've wondered about through this because like i said it's, it's going on and on and on she's trying to get the powers you think she's wanting the powers for selfish reasons because she wants the powers or this is the little bit of mentor um, Agatha that we've talked about that she doesn't think that she is ready for the powers knowledge of the Scarlet the Witch, ready for the powers of the Scarlet Witch. And she, and this is more of a protective type protecting Are you asking more so protecting um uh, uh wanda then like we're protecting it you know the world because i don't think agatha really cares about that but i could see her moreover it, trying to watch out for wanda in her weird way so are you asking from the perspective of we know what we know are you asking from the perspective of two minutes 20 seconds into this or are you asking now that we've watched the full episode what perspective are you asking from let's put that thought out there and we'll get to it at the end of the episode and, and see but I, I want okay. I do want to talk about that one. So because I know what I think. Yeah, but. yeah. We'll pin that one. What I think at this point, she hasn't shown any remorse for any of her bad behavior. I mean, she even killed their dog, and yeah. so hasn't shown any redeemable. And so it makes me automatically think it's all for her. It's all for her power. And she even killed her own mother. So why would she care more about uh, Wanda than her own mother mm -hmm. at this? point? in the episode so yeah so uh, at this point it seems very selfish yeah you know and i'm in the point in the sense that she wants him for herself selfish right so you know basically agatha's saying you can't hurt me with your powers you know wanda quickly figures out that she's controlling or she can absorb her powers and then you know agatha goes what did you say? Because what is what was it Wanda said? She didn't, she kind of muttered something, I believe. And Agatha goes, what did you say? And then, you know, her hands, she's got some hex powers going. And all of a sudden you see yeah, the she, Buick come flying and hits Agatha. 
she said well she said you know if you give me all your powers i'll let you keep this town and all the people in it and your kids and your husband what do you say and so that's where that came in the what do you say gotcha um but yeah one of the my biggest laughs came from this scene um that happened after the car hits her and after your justin's hate for buicks (laughs) well you know it's just not a superhero car and (laughs) walking up to the car may i point out one thing yes i think it's awesome that there's a superhero fight where one of the superheroes is wearing sweats i just i really appreciate that and Uh, it's mom sweats so it doesn't have to all spandex and leather like we can have superheroes in mom mom jeans and mom uh, sweats and so that gives me a lot of hope for my superhero outfits in the future it's hot mom sweats there's this huge fight in the streets you know and nobody's looking out their windows there's like witches and there's shit flying around everywhere nobody's peeking out nobody's watching like this makes me wonder like is this just like not the weirdest thing that happens in new jersey that nobody really it's Cares? New Jersey. They had Chris Christie as a mayor yeah. or a governor. And I mean, Fair they're enough. probably sure that's, that's like their show. So <laughs> that should tell you something. They claim Snooki. Yeah. Hey, watch it. She's American treasure. She's American <laughs> treasure. So Wanda walks up to the car that's gone through the house and she goes up and here is your first Easter egg, everyone. She just sees a pair of shoes coming out from under the car, mm-hmm. from under the house, which is a nod to the whiz. The whiz, mm-hmm. yes, the whiz, because they got to move on down, move on down the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, you know who died in the um, in Wizard of Oz. It's the Wicked Witch of the East, right? I always get West and East mixed up in that, right? the wicked witch and who's the wicked witch in this and so that was i thought that was a great nod it, it, mm-hmm. i actually laughed out loud whenever i saw that uh, so, i yeah. think i think agatha did that on you know that was that i don't think that was just the easter egg i mean that's the obvious funny easter egg but i think that she did that on purpose too as like a screw you you know mm-hmm. like that there's that a that's an agnes thing to do is to leave the boots like that like ha, 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 and scuttle off I- Agnes is every wacky neighbor with the Ned Flanders sayings. Mm. Oakley mm. Doakley. Mm-hmm. Oakley Doakley, so, great yeah. band. Look them up, by the way. So. Oh, yeah, actually, the, if you go look in uh, our Discord chat in the music section, Kyle posted some stuff out there for Oakley Doakley. Um, Wanda goes and looks. She's looking around. She doesn't see anything. And then all of a sudden, white vision just pops down. And it's walking up to her. And this look of hope just appears in her face. Mm-hmm. And she's just like vision and walks up to him. You almost feel bad for Wanda at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, to be honest, I felt bad for Wanda this whole show. Yeah, she had Someone kind of a rough go. So mentally broken. Yeah, like yeah, said, I, I felt bad for her. Hasn't really been a great week. No, <laughs> she wouldn't be on best week ever. Huh. And then she said, "Wanda, you know, vision is this you." Vision strokes her, 
head and puts his hand across her face like he like uh, the vision that we know uh green and red vision mm-hmm. same method and in uh west coast avengers 45 there was um a scene where she meets vision wanda meets uh white vision and has almost the same exact conversation and she hugs him and he has zero emotions doesn't know who she is type of thing and that was incredibly heartbreaking and so watching this i was like oh is she gonna hug? oh and then <laughs> yeah and she's like and he puts his hand on her she's like is this you and we're gonna get to this part hold on because this scene is what i call he said wanda and then she puts her hand on his and then he puts both hands on her face and then starts what I call the Billy Madison stay in school. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay in school. And every, every husband has had this flash across his mind at some point. Well, maybe that's just me. No, we're not recording. That, our- no, we're, we're not live. wrong. No, okay. We're actually going out. Yeah. <laughs> talking you're not wrong okay um uh if anyone would like to buy uh those arrow beds for justin and i um we will be sleeping on those uh for about the next week yeah currently a futon (laughs) currently a futon but yeah he called it's the billy madison stay in school starts squishing her brain and picks her up by the head and you could hear some like not really cracking, but you could hear pressure being exerted. Yeah. Good sound. I was having Game of Thrones, the Mountain Pedro Pascal flashbacks. Yes, just, that that ooh, that scene still gets me. I'm like, <clears throat> yes, no, that was like, it. If he would have put her his thumbs over her eyes, I I would have turned away. I wouldn't have been able to. Oh, he didn't need to, but like, and I think the most chilling part of this scene besides he's trying to kill her and no emotions besides that part it's it's just you know the vision we know it shows emotion in his face whether he's inquisitive whether he's confused whether he's excited you know he at least shows some sort of emotion in his face this vision is just there's nothing there and the most chilling line of this whole part was and i was told you were powerful just it's almost mocking her as he's squishing her mm-hmm. head. So just it was kind of nuts to me. Yeah. So if this vision, if the original vision was part of you know Ultron, part of Jarvis, part mm-hmm. of Iron Man, part of our you know Bruce Banner, I guess, and uh, Tony Stark, all of that, then who would? this vision be would it be director dick or would it just be void of any i think it's void void of anything i think it's just i think it's just programming yeah Mm -hmm. because i mean that that seems like a director dick type of thing to say it does (laughs) well i'm sure he told the programmers what to do put murder death kill in there yeah (laughs) find them 25 credits you know murder death kill where's my seashells Then all of a sudden, as Wanda's screaming, a flash, green and red flash goes by. And 
Wanda hits the ground mm. in the Iron Man pose. But <laughs> so many superhero landings. It really is. It really is. And then you see Vision with his hand, like dragging White Vision through the asphalt, through the street. Mm-hmm. And then just tossing him. And he goes, ex- well, he goes into an RV home and it explodes. And then right away, you see what I was talking about, the emotion in Vision's face. It's there. And first thing he asks, where are the boys? So it's very powerful scene. Just to really show the difference between the two visions. Well, I I started cheering whenever I saw this. I, I turned into like a huge fanboy watching this, so I'm not afraid to say it. But I was like, ooh, vision fight, vision fight. Yes. It, well, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. It's, it's I didn't really see that coming. But I knew it was probably coming, but I didn't like see it coming. I'm the same. Especially, you know, three minutes into the show. I was yeah. like, this thing just hit the ground running. Like, that's what I really loved about this finale was that it didn't mess around. Like, it just picked yeah. right up and it it just, it's a ride the entire time. Like, we knew it was least- coming. We just didn't know it was right. going to be like before our we even got halfway into our popcorn. Right. Well, and I think that all the fight scenes, this entire episode was just very well done. Like the fight scenes kept you interested the whole time. So, which now we know the visions are fighting a tale of two visions. Mm -hmm. So is this is what's this? That'd be double vision. (laughs) Oh, double vision. I, like that. I'm working in some kind of like an eye for an eye joke, but I, I got like it. I'm tired. <laughs> I like double vision. Vision for it will make the whole world blind. Something like that. I don't know. Eh, no. Double vision. That's so good. Uh, so this leads us into now that we, this just happened. Did Paul Bettany troll us? saying he's always wanted to work with this actor. Is that actor himself? 100%. Yeah. and I, <laughs> That's what I thought too. He said, um, alluded to, um, you know, working with himself or something like that before this episode happened. So, but yeah, good on him for throwing everyone for a loop and, and, and being the anti Mark Ruffalo or the anti Tom Holland. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> Which, oh, that's so funny. And then, you know, Agatha, oh, this is awkward. Just out of the blue. Your ex and your boyfriend together at the same party. Again, she's still Agnes. Mm -hmm. And she's like, who are you going to choose, Wanda? And then that white vision just walking out of the fire with just that look on his face, just send chills (laughs) down your spine. Very Terminator-esque to me. It is, isn't it? Yeah, and the conversation that Vision and Wanda have about, you know, Wanda comes forth and just apologize. I should have told you when I figured it out. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't worry about it. Um, and she said, I can fix this. And instead of him saying, yes, you can, go for it. Yeah, he goes, can you? <laughs> and so <laughs> even the, you know, the person that was, that she created, you know, her soulmate type of thing is even like, can you? Mm-hmm. Uh it's so it shows again he's not being controlled by her um he's having his own thoughts but um i i I like that in this moment 
like she's coming forth and we're seeing that she's maybe not the baddie that we thought she was and we'll see that in several other, other scenes here soon that there's uh she has remorse you know she's sorry for what she did um and what she did to vision and you know unknowingly creating him and things like that so mm -hmm. i i like that they had that quick little back and forth before um the rest of the fights goes on i agree she she tells vision this very determined look on her face vision this is our home and then vision looks at her and says then let's fight for it and then yeah. i love this part and then vision just flies off and superman's off white vision up into the air and wanda goes off flying after agnes just it was just a great scene Mm -hmm. really was and the next thing you know we're seeing some out of someone's eyes out of through a window a window a window mm -hmm. and it's that familiar poofy hair that we know from monica yep and she's yelling wanda and then a uh, fietro is yelling you know don't wait what does he say don't waste your breath babe no yeah no, no one can hear you from in here seems like and he's like you know playing the guitar and just kind of chilling and like he just seems uh, might douchey. be a little high yeah uh, i don't know because he's like he seems like that guy in college that was that just brings his guitar <laughs> to every yeah. party and like fuck's sake don't bring a stupid guitar we're gonna hear wonderwall again we're gonna hear wonderwall again aren't we well, I will fight for Oasis to the end of my life. Uh, the best band of the 90s. But, um, you know, he's but. got the knee, he's got the guitar, he's got, uh, you know, all of that. I wonder how much of this is Evan Peters um, just being Evan Peters, too. Right. I, I, bet, I bet some of this was him. Yeah. You definitely expect to see, like, a Dave Matthews band and fish poster on the wall. and <laughs> Maybe some fish on the wall, something, too. I thought you were going to say, this is very Evan Pryor. I'm like, are we going to hear Billy pass the third grade? Oh, man. <laughs> Wad, you should be listening to our show. Um, I think he graduated before you came, Kyle. Probably. Um, you guys are old. Or Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm, I'm a Doogie Hauser type. I graduated college when I was 12, so... I, uh, not yeah, so much he graduated he was asked to not come back um till 12 so that's what's really <laughs> so yeah he's just literally he's like no one can hear you from here and he just starts playing the guitar more and just the looks he's giving her and every time she does anything he just starts strumming the guitar like you know the dramatic guitar and again yeah. I bet a lot of this was Evan Peters. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to really like analyze to... his room and just to see what it, you know, what was there. I, could, I couldn't find much really that just like stood out. I mean, there's a lot of wicker furniture. So, you know, there's that. Looks a lot like your room whenever your um, background is on, Kyle. Cause <laughs> very similar. Computer, there's a uh, window that has like the covering over it. There's some type of cloth covering. It's beads. <laughs> Uh, ah, joke's on you. I've got no windows. Uh, <laughs> In his entire house. <laughs> well, it's like one of those vans, but it's a house. So, And it's down by the river. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, 
the beads um, that is like the the curtain beads that are in front of the doors and thing. I mean, it's just douchey. Well, then if you mm-hmm. notice, there's like a shag lamp. There is a mini fridge with a microwave there. It reminded me a lot of his room in Days of Future Past when they first yeah. met him. See that. And then if you look up, there's the solar system hanging from there, from the mm-hmm. top in front of the window. And then there's a tiki bar sign. Mm. Yeah. So I thought it was very, I, th- I thought it was kind of a nod to Days of Futures Past. It, it had that same time. feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. He probably stole all the stuff that was in there. He probably did. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, he runs out over the superpowers and he goes and, does the finger flick which we've seen pietro do in the comics because he can do it you know so fast that the momentum uh pietro can suck someone else's momentum down and redirect it and that's what he did monica goes flying but it was nice she hit the beanbag chair yeah so that was nice there and then next thing in there it's oh i wouldn't doubt it patchouli and funyuns mm-hmm. yeah. i mean it's it's not it's understandable she landed on the beanbag chair because the beanbag to just space ratio was about three to one there's more yeah. <laughs> that room than that's anything else so mm-hmm. it was a that room was a giant beanbag chair yeah what probably happened is the beanbag was probably mephisto and um she Reed richards him. designed it yes yeah. And somehow um, Emma Frost uh, helped to do something with it, I'm sure. So we can bring in all of those. <laughs> all those failed theories. <laughs> Miss, and we'll put it all in that one room. We're not calling them failed theories. They're just theories that haven't happened yet. There you go. <laughs> That's Love. what I'm sticking with. Love the optimism. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so... Next thing you know, we see the two visions. We see the two visions flying and fighting in midair, which I thought was just really cool how they pulled this off because they moved exactly the same because, you know, they're the same person. Yeah. And then it's it was the uh, Wanda Maxima must be neutralized, which is what I'm saying is from Tyler, from Director Dick. Mm-hmm. well and and in their fight something happened that i thought oh yeah he goes and reaches for the mind stone to pull it out and he phases through it mm-hmm. and it made me think well, why didn't he do that when thanos went for it um <laughs> so it it's uh, that's a good point yeah because yeah. that was my first thought was oh i forgot he could do well then how could why ah oh, vision so. so my my only theory on that is he had all si- of the other six infinity stones at that point in time mm-hmm. which but, that includes reality that includes power so it's like he knew he canceled out maybe yeah or it, it kind of canceled out or you know the whole reason that, Sh- that shuri was removing it is because it was integrated with his neural network like his nerves mm-hmm so, you know, if, if I get a toothache, I'm incapacitated. If I get a paper cut, let's be honest, if I get a paper cut, I can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, you stand up too fast. Like that. 
<laughs> stand up too fast. If you're able to grab a piece of paper and phase through it before it could cut you, then why wouldn't you every time? And so why didn't he phase through it? And I was thinking maybe he was so, um, you know, had so much taken out of him through the whole process of the fight and of, of you know, having the thing taken off and all of that, they just didn't have the energy to do it. That's, that was how I tried to justify it in my mind. But, but I thought that was cool that the white vision tried to kill him the same way that um, Thanos did. And so yeah. it's, I, that's a cool callback. Yeah, that's still cool. Uh, they're fighting more, and then, you know, every time that White Vision tries to go after him, he phases. So he's blocking every time, so they're very evenly matched. And then there's the superhero land. Gotta have multiple. So... Um, next thing you know... You know, they're flying off. And there's Director Dick. Just mm-hmm. very, very, you know, Director Dickish. Dicky. In his little command center. Dicky. Yeah. They're watching the whole thing unravel. And in comes our favorite FBI agent, Jimmy. Woo! Uh, and if you all, uh, want a good visual on why we keep doing that just look at the cover for this nerky yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah justin changed his name to jimmy Woo! <laughs> the four horsemen <laughs> four horsemen it's gonna be uh, jimmy woo it's gonna darcy. be darcy probably gonna be like agnes and then pietro that's that's where they are <laughs> jimmy woo okay can we say if we do not get some sort of darcy jimmy woo show Mm. i'm gonna be pissed like i i want it that bad like they are amazing together yeah the chemistry together and 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 i've seen other people call for the same thing online to where it's uh you know they love that chemistry and the back and forth and so yeah it's it'd be it'd be cool it'd probably be more like a you know, a one-off episode of, you know, something. Mm-hmm. So maybe if it really takes off, maybe like episode seven of Winter Soldier and the Falcon or vice versa. I can't remember what the name of that is, you know, to where they come in and they do some type of investigation. Yeah. But it would be cool. I would, I would definitely I, out over that. I, I really want to see them come in like the Venture Brothers. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Jimmy. Yeah. Go team venture. Jimmy comes in and wearing a Batman mask, and I am the bat. <laughs> well, technically, that's DC. So it is, but Marvel. if we're going Venture Brothers, oh, true, true. Well, Deadpool made a lot of DC references, though. So that's true too. True, true. He had Green Lantern in his movie until the end, and <laughs> fix that. So Jimmy comes up and, uh, you know, Tyler's just saying, just reconfirm the mission. And whoever it is, Rodriguez says, uh, he says, reconfirm mission objective. His system is overloaded. I can't get anything through. 
which means that either they didn't put enough hard drive space in them when they rebuilt them, or literally this fight with himself was taking everything he had. They didn't, they didn't download enough RAM to their division. Is what it they was. Didn't. And the hex is still up too. And mm-hmm. I mean, you, you uh, add all these things together and you can see how that could happen. Yeah. Right. Really should run your vision uh, on a wired connection instead of Wi-Fi because it gets <laughs> some, some really bad lag with our vision right now. Laggy vision. Mm-hmm. You hear a phone ringing to a vibrating during this whole scene. And the only one who notices that it's doing it is Jimmy Woo. Mm-hmm. And then you can see the light bulb go off in his head all of a sudden. And, you know, they're saying it's still ours. And then uh, Wu says, you know, you won't be able to cover this up. And Director Dick says, I'm not going to have to. Londo canceled her show. No one can see what's going on. It was the old Scooby-Doo. You'll never get away with this. (laughs) I don't want to get away with it. Oh, you. We'll save that for later. (laughs) I would have got away with it. There's a, you, there's a perfect not, scene you for pesky that. visions and those pesky. two kids yes <laughs> and then you know jimmy saying oh the sword hq security tape and evidence of tampering and director dick's like no one's gonna care when i kill her they'll believe that the vision who comes out from this rubble is the same one that she tried to bring back to life which means that to me when i heard this part Tyler's trying to kill the whole town. He doesn't care if the whole town's sacrificed. That's what I got from this. Looking at it, collateral damage. And just reaffirming that the dude is a dick. Yeah. So he's, you know, not not even quite sure how or what his motivation is. uh, Mm -mm. It's not, it's definitely not for sword. Because sword is is not a an evil agency type of thing. It's not part of Hydra or anything, and so it it's you know might be setting up something. You know, I, I don't know if he's a scroll. I don't know if uh, he's uh, or Cree. Maybe even uh, well, could Cree shapeshift or only scrolls? Only scrolls. So, Cree had Cree had cloaking like things. It was optical camouflage though. So man, I'm I was trying to think about you know why would the head of sword. And then, of course, I'm. I realized I was probably way overanalyzing because there always has to be like a bad guy for he's just mm-hmm. he's bad. So I came to that realization. I was probably just overanalyzing it. Yeah. If you guys haven't realized up to this point, we think he's a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we do think he's a dick. Yeah. Solidifying that, we've been calling him Director Dick for about seven episodes now. Mm-hmm accurate so you know and uh he's just to me this whole scene he's just gloating to jimmy woo how he's going to be the big hero how all he has to do is bring back the vision and they're going to thank him for they're going to bow down to him for bringing back an asset and he's like come on jimmy you could be part of this and then this was just the most, di- yeah, this is just the most dick line that he said during this whole little dialogue was, 
If only you had a little more vision. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> think of um, Incredibles because he's monologuing like none other. <laughs> he's going through. That's true. <laughs> it's like a, syndrome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm glad for it because now we definitely know where he's, what side he's on his own, and mm-hmm. all of this. There's no no bigger sinister, at least that uh, we can see of um, you know a hydra or something behind this. It's just a grab for power, more than likely. Yeah. So our our theory about him being a dick was was right. We got that one. Spot on. We Spot didn't get on. that one. Mm-hmm. You can't take that from us. <laughs> you can't take our dick. Mm-mm. It's our dick. Our dick jokes. Yeah. And then, speaking of dick jokes, and then uh, Jimmy Woo goes, that's a good one, Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good transition. It was a good, good segue there. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, oh, that's a good one. And, you know, He's like, oh, my friends at Quantico will probably have something to say about this. And they'll be here within the hour. And classic Jimmy Woo. Yeah, it was classic Jimmy Woo. And then Director Dick kind of stares at him for a couple seconds because you're bluffing. And Jimmy does the, uh, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to look here. Yep, he does the rock eyebrow to him. Or as much <laughs> as Jimmy Woo can do. And it's like, oh, am I? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, woo! Tyler just looks him up and down and says, we're done here. You know, Get him out of here. And They throw him over on the bales of hay for his picture with the pumpkins. Like, um, they've got all this, like, okay. Dick is evil. He's got whoa, whoa, all this whoa. technology. Some dick is good. Some, a little. A little bit. Little dicks are okay, but not. not this guy's a big dick. And, okay, you know, he's a big dick. But like, he's got occasion vision. He's got all this technology and all these personnel and everything around him. And like, all right, we're gonna lock you up in the hay pile. <laughs> like this, but it's not even a lockup. They just they sat him down. Yeah, yeah. You I'm sit struck. over here and you think about what you did. That's what they, they like, put him in timeout. Is what they did. The only thing that would have completed this for me was they go, okay, Jimmy, sit crisscross applesauce. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many bases with people like that do you know that has just straw hay bells? I just mean, sitting there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, do they go on a hayride after this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're going to sit him down by the pumpkins for his picture. Mm-hmm. Kill a whole two hayride at six. Think about uh, what you're doing. We're bobbing for apples later. We're bobbing for apples later. Oh, little sword fall festival going on with. <laughs> oh, that goes along with the clowns and stuff. Oh, we found a connection. Maybe no, we probably didn't. <laughs> the only co- the thing that would have completed this is if, when Director Dick's phone rang and it was. Must be one of the guys on the inside. <laughs> go ahead, Agent Boinko. I go. He 
He doesn't want vision. He doesn't want Wanda to know what's going on. All right. What's your report? Ha 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 ha. Hmm. Take that he down. Writes it. He <laughs> writes it with flour. Ha 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 ha. Like clown Morse code. Clown Morse code. Uh, I digress. All right. Now we go to. It shows behind Jimmy's back, and he's got a key. It's a paper, or it's a safety pin. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, MacGyver's his way out of there. And this goes along with Jimmy's magic tricks. I think he, I think during the five-year period, he taught himself all this, to be honest with you. That mm-hmm. makes total sense. Because he's obsessed with Houdini. Yeah. Is that where the O flourish comes from? Because I was confused by that too. I was like, I don't remember him ever saying that because he gets out of the cuffs and goes, oh, flourish. It's from the uh, second or third episode when they were doing the magic show and he was watching and Vision was, you know, drunk off of uh, Wrigley's spearmint gum or whatever. And, you know, he's like, flourish and does a thing. I think that's where he got that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I didn't make that connection. Neither. Good catch, sir. So you went from Jimmy Woo to Jimmy Woodini. <laughs> Jimmy Woodini. Voice. Oh, I know another viral picture. Thank you. You can check out now. And then uh, Jimmy's phone's ringing. He's like, Cliff, you know, it's Jimmy Woo. Can you get it? I've got a situation. Can you get here in an hour? Yes, he was bluffing. Yeah. Next thing this, we know, Wanda. This is like is, the whole thing where you go, you know, go stay the night with your friend when you're a kid and like, you know, Billy's mom said it's okay. And you call Billy like, Hey, ask your mom if I can come spend the night. (laughs) He did that, but on an FBI level. On the FBI, it was the complete FBI Mm -hmm. spend the night. So Wanda's floating through town, center of town, which we're all familiar with now. And she's walking and like, there's people hanging out on the steps. It's all modern times and it's all our cast of characters. Yep. And then the messenger guy goes, don't shoot. I'm just the messenger. And he chuckles to himself. Mm, I would have shot him. Yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. And Wanda gets shot in the back. And mm. there's Agatha. Again, goes back to, who was it? Was it Kyle who you said, they're in the middle of this and no one notices? Yeah. Like no, I was like, ah, well, I mean, they're they're still under the influence, but her influence has been lacking. This, but like, it's been slowly kind of digressing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, nobody really cares, you know. They're just oh, there's a there's a witch on the by the billboard. And there's one on the ground. They're just shooting, you know. Well, they're still being controlled, laters. and so that's why, you know, just like with Agnes at one point. She thought that, oh, it's okay to see the boys grow up. Oh, it's okay for me to make this collar appear. Uh, she's seen it before. And mm-hmm. so I think because they're under her spell, um, you know, they can all this stuff can go on and they're just like, eh, whatever. And it's just a Thursday. So it's Thursday. And, you know, Wanda or uh, Agnes is on top of the building and she says, you know, you've never been up against another witch before, and I don't know if you guys noticed the background, mm-hmm. the billboard. I think that was a clever nod by Disney. Yeah, 
because it's for squeaky shine and the the phrase is all natural formula using the power of mother earth wiccans or witches worship one of the two deities which is mother or earth personified mm-hmm. oh, so okay. i think so, that was kind of yeah i was trying to make that connection i couldn't i, th- I that's what i think yeah. i think no, i think you're right i thought the same thing and here is actually one of the 800 theories that we've thrown out that was actually right she said do you know that there's an entire chapter devoted to you in the dark hold that book in the basement was the dark hold dark hold written by lilith written on human flesh and blood book of demons so the necra comic-con or you said basically like the marvel necronomicon yes more or yeah. less yes. but which so this brings up another interesting theory so that last appeared the dark old last appeared in agents of shield mm-hmm. but in a different configuration yeah it also showed up in uh runaways it did didn't it yeah. but it look different so does that mean that agents of shield and runaways never existed in this universe or does this mean that the dark hold can change shape i think it's dark hold can change shape personally since they were on different stations and those shows haven't been referenced in the movies or vice versa and this actually had in even the previously on reference the movies i would say it's not canon but you know that's just fanboy talking um but yeah until disney confirms it yeah right it could just so, be in another universe that's all you gotta do there you go multiverse. it happened but it wasn't in this universe all done mm-hmm. squeaky shine clean so it was exciting to hear about the dark hold though. Yeah. So we get to the uh end credit scene. I have a um something that was kind of cool about the book of the damned and, and all that stuff too. So but it'll make much more sense in that end credit scene. Okay. So we'll just make a note of that. I'll I'll keep thinking about you know, I know it's probably just not a tie, and it's just more than likely a coincidence. It's just a visual thing I noticed was when she's holding the book, and you see the the uh, the image of the Scarlet Witch there. You know, in the book is floating in on fire and stuff. Um, the way the hair of the Scarlet Witch and her hands and everything are, it just was very reminiscent of the, the Hydra insignia hydra logo or whatever to me like yeah. it happened really quick and i had to go back and watch like was that a hydra something and then like oh okay no that's well it's wait. obviously something if it if it made you give it a second glance yeah you know and it, it may be nothing unless there's just ancient hydra witchy connections which you know witches and wiccan and occult and all that stuff could all flow in together somehow nazis but <laughs> nazis she explains it's Agnes explains it's the book of the damned and she summons the dark hold. And I love this part. The Scarlet Witch is not born, she is forged. She has no coven, 
no need for incantation, all which we know Wanda doesn't do, doesn't have, doesn't do. And Wanda yells at her, I'm not a witch. I don't cast spells. You know, no one taught me any magic. And this man is super important since we know that what this show directly ties into after this. Your power exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme. I think she's referencing Stephen right now, Strange, Doctor Strange. But the time of the Darkhold was written, that was referencing a different Sorcerer Supreme. So, do we know who it was, or do you know who it was then, or no? Because it because the ancient one was around for you know couple hundred years there was another you know there's been a lot of sorcerers sorcerer supremes and the dark hold again was supposedly written by lilith after the fall so this would have been you know ancient times theory that's my guess But it's it, it was it was at least a sorcerer supreme at one point. But I think Agatha at this point in time is referencing our sorcerer, sorcerer supreme. Agreed. You know, Wanda's just staring at her in disbelief, and then it's so cool because the Darkhold opens to the page of the Scarlet Witch, which makes you wonder how she's reading this because there's no words in there that we can just uh, that we can read, and it's just like it's like a picture book. Made yeah. out of human flesh and blood. It's a, it's a very wicked pop-up book, basically. Wicked pop-up book. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's your destiny to destroy the world. And Wanda's arguing with the whole time. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to destroy the world. Why would I do that? Mm. And then Agatha starts chanting and then points over and then we see Dottie. Mm -hmm. so before we move on can i uh yes point one thing or question one thing mm -hmm. so she's talking about the scarlet witch and she says the scarlet witch is born she is not for or is not born she is forged so does this kill our mutant theory because i don't think it does yet born they're not forged um it's that terrigen mist and and all of that that forges oh. And I'm wondering if, if that's just a throwaway line or if that's something that is, is said to allow us to kind of piece two and two together. Um, and so this may not actually lead to mutants. I um, hope it's a throwaway line. No, you put that thought in my head. I think it's more th throwaway. They're trying to put two and two together to make the story evolve a line along. That's more of me just wishful thinking, I think, though. That's yeah. a good point. So the way I took that line, though, too, was, you know, Wanda was born with the power. The Mind Stone enhanced it, just unlocked it, really, for her. Um, and it's like, like the old saying, you know, it, this warrior is forged in battle. Like, the, ex what is the saying? The some other holes is the experience of the many or whatever it is. 
I think I just took like three different sayings and put them together. You did, but, but it's, I knew it's, where you're going. <laughs> it's like, you know, the sum of all their parts is what it is, is what makes Wanda who she is. And that's how it makes the Scarlet Witch. Okay. Yeah. Like all these, all these tragedies, all this, everything that's happened is what makes the Scarlet Witch. Okay. There, so there could have been multiple born with the base set of powers that could evolve into this, but her circumstances caused her to, you know, not evolve, but become who she is now. So she was forged by her circumstances and experiences and trauma to, she had to experience the, the scar, whoever would be the Scarlet Witch had to have both the powers originally and the experiences and the trauma and all that to become the Scarlet Witch. And so she, you know, that, well, that could still leave us some, some mutant hope. I think it, yeah. That, that makes sense. So she did have some probability powers and things like mm-hmm. that with the bomb. But if she would never had volunteered, then she might have just had some, you know, weird things keep happening to me type mm-hmm. of actually knowing. So she wouldn't necessarily mutate, if you will, into a mutant, uh, evolve into a mutant. Um, she would just maybe have these these powers that she really didn't know about, but it wasn't until she was forged by the Mind Stone into mm-hmm. the Scarlet Witch and due to these powers. Okay. I, I can yeah. I can definitely it's total sense to me. Okay. That's, yeah, that's like, like you what I think. With some of the other mutants, and I've brought this up several times, that they their their mutant abilities and things become enhanced and become stronger and greater once they've experienced extreme stress and trauma and events that that just bring that out in them like it's it's there at a certain level but that just kicks it up another notch makes me think you see that a lot in the x-men universe it makes me think about deadpool though because deadpool the way Mm -hmm. he got movie got his uh powers as he was injected with you know whatever um and then put through all the ex- different extreme situations uh and that's how his powers manifested yeah and that's exactly what i'm i'm refer- referencing yeah um but then hmm i'll have to think about that more so i'm sorry okay no you're fine you're fine that's that's what that's what we do on nurkies that's what we do on the show in general so I mean, it just makes you think. Like I said, it's a good, very valid question. And it just makes you wonder. But that's that's just kind of how I kind of took it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, Bagatha's doing something, chanting in Latin, and so obviously casting a spell. Mm-hmm. And then we see Dottie, and she's, Dottie stops. She's walking down talking to someone. And then her little head gets these little glowing yellow veins that we've seen whenever Vision released someone from the mind spell. And then Dottie sees Wanda and then just comes to this realization. She goes, Wanda, she's like, Dottie, she tells her, my name is Sarah. I have a daughter and she's eight, which takes the whole, um, the witch who I thought it was wrong, but she still could be a witch. just not realize it there's like agnes said last episode did you think you're the only magical girl in town 
there still could be other witches here. I'm still holding out. I have because hope. If if this becomes if if it comes out that Westview is the uh, Nexus portal or whatever, mm-hmm. the witches are drawn to the portal if I remember right. Like they're just um, moth to a flame. Yeah, in- instinctively drawn to like that's where they have to be at, and so they're, and that would make sense with Dottie, because she didn't have any info on the board, if I remember right. Which you know we said could be an oversight, could be on purpose, mm-hmm. could be something we won't find out till like eight movies later. But so keep, keep she a pin her, in that one. Yeah, definitely keep a pin in that one. She tells her that you know I have a daughter. Her name's uh, what she say? She's eight. Mm-hmm. and she could be friends with your boys you could tell so that's that's a mother's thought right there she's not thinking of herself she's thinking of her kid and a way to get her kid out so we know at this point in time where all the children of west westville have been they've been Wanda's have them locked in their rooms yeah which is just frightening they're all yeah. grounded. Yeah. And and Dottie's like, you know, you know, if you like the storyline or, you know, uh, the school bully even, and if you could just let her out of her room and she's begging and pleading. She's like, if I could hold her, which means this whole time, Dottie hasn't been able to see her daughter. The, the 180 of Dottie's personality in this scene struck me because this is not the Dottie from the earlier episodes that was, you know, high and mighty and uh, really, you know, looking down her nose at everyone else. Like she is a complete opposite of her WandaVision personality. You see it in this because, you know, the other Dottie was selfish and didn't care and whatever. And this is the complete, complete opposite. So I think it's cool they did that. I agree. Next thing you know, everyone else in town, Agnes is still chanting, and everyone else in town gets the yellow glow on their head and starts waking up, and there's where we see the unaging kitty coming straight towards Wanda. And Herb, and just everyone else we've seen in town, the delivery guy, anyone who's made an appearance during the show is there. Even some people I didn't know. Yeah. Cut back to the house, Agnes's house, and there's Pietro making a shake, and Monica's holding her shoulder, so you can tell she got hurt. So that finger flick ended up hurting her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Monica's like, you know, where are we? And he's like, this is my man cave. Just so Evan Peters. She's like, what is this stuff? And then he's like, this is my man cave, and he's wearing... He's wearing slippers, or you guys call them flip-flops this whole time, too. So, there, you see more of his room. You see who he is now, uh-huh. allegedly. 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 And I, I got some stuff on this, uh, just my thoughts, but we, we, we find Ralph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he says... This is a place to chillax, you know, while the missus stir- is stirring up trouble, which means the missus is Agnes. Mm-hmm. Monica looks at, what is that, a gas bill? Yeah. 
a gas pill and then a um like an act like a headshot like an actor's headshot and it says ralph on it he's like you're a fan of steven seagal and she's still looking and he's like whatever man whatever bro and then it's like relax and is a fan of steven seagal movies i mean i really think he is in college Mm -hmm. oh she goes you're ralph boner and this is so evan (laughs) peters and he just goes boner and starts chuckling beavis and butthead style (laughs) yeah boner so this is the scene that pissed off so many people because Because he ended he ended up not being because he ended up being ralph boner but so we we got to strap in for this one i i still think he can be peter i do too he so think back to episode one jimmy was looking for he had someone witness protection that he that he went to west and we've for. never found out who never found out who we didn't see peter pietro ralph on any of the any of the boards this you know, if he got the chance to pick who he his name, who he was going to be, if he went into witness protection, that's a very Peter Maximoff thing to do right there is to be named Ralph because he laughs at his own name. You know, he his reaction to it wasn't was like wasn't like oh yeah that's my name it was boner <laughs> like yeah you got the joke I picked my name and so that that makes me think that. This could still be Peter. Peter would be the one that's in witness protection that Jimmy was looking for, for whatever reason. You know, he could have stole something because Peter's a klepto. He is a klepto. Um, you know, even though the the uh, the bill had his name and stuff on it, I mean, I, I think this this the initial pissed offness that the world had about this not originally being peter was really knee-jerk i think because i think this still leaves a lot open that 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 could be that could be peter just where's from the super speed he's getting the the necklace that she takes from him but is it we don't see it go away after this, I don't believe. Yeah. This is the last we see of him in the episode is this scene, right? This is the last we see of him forever. So then what right what now. did that necklace be doing? I think it was just mind control. Hmm. I think that's I don't know. It may may or maybe he's got his uh boner power or uh, Peter Tingle. Yeah. I mean boner, Peter. It's his Peter Tingle. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think he, the way he reacted to the way she said his name really made me think that that's not his name. True. That's good. I'm sure someone with the last name of Boner would get that their entire life. So when someone says Boner, you wouldn't go <laughs> Boner. You'd be like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yep. that makes total sense. It is it is a tough pill to swallow right now. But I think, I think the boner will pay off later. Hope. I think the bo- boners always pay off later. Mm-hmm. So we hope. Yeah. 
I, I really don't feel that this was a wasted boner. Mm. Are any? Yeah. No, we can talk about that. Only if show. you have a textbook in front of you at school. Mm. Uh, theorem again. <laughs> I really like right angles. <laughs> So next thing we see is White Vision and Vision fighting. And White Vision's up in the air doing a, what would you call that, a vision blast from the gem in his forehead mm -hmm. that is not the Mind Stone. And this whole scene here reminded me very, very Civil War throwback. Like when Vision's up in the air, you know, shooting off the beam from his forehead. That's what this part reminded me of. And I mean, they're just they're just tearing up wherever they're at. And next thing you know, goes back to the twins. And Billy is starting to get flashes of what's about to come between Agnes and Wanda and the Darkhold and the citizens. And he's like, we got to go right now. And now all the citizens are confronting Wanda at this point. Saying, you know, my husband's on a business trip. Tell him not to come back ever. And I used to try and resist you, but now I don't. I don't even know why I was trying to resist you. And then like, the most important part of all this was when I'm trying to remember what his name was, the guy who worked with Vision, who he freed for a little bit. Uh, I can't remember his name. I can't remember either. Because he said, when you let us sleep, we have your nightmares. Mm -hmm. So these people were being psychologically tortured, pure and simple. Yeah. First, by not by getting their free will stripped from them. Second, you know, being told what to do left and right. Third, they can't even have their own dreams. <laughs> Boner. That's going to keep coming back. Well, it is. Never mind. That boner is going to resurface. It was like a really weird witch intervention. Like, we circle around her, and I think I don't think she realized until this point how bad it was. For, like what she was, she knew she was having an effect to them at to some extent, but I don't think she realized how much and how bad it was until this point. Or she, she didn't, just didn't she was, care. No, she was. She felt. She felt that she was keeping them safe. I think she yeah. honestly felt. She was keeping them safe at this point. She was protecting them. And they keep all these people are begging to be released. And Wanda finally screams. And this power shoots out of her. And the scarlet power goes, it's a hex spell, goes around everyone's neck like a choker. And they're all choking. Can't breathe. You know what that's reminiscent of? Mm -mm. No more. So she says one thing or does one thing mm -hmm. and it affects everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it, it's showing the um, 
and that was House of M, right? Yep, House of yeah. M. House of M, where she uh, says no more, and and a vast majority of the mutants all vanish; they're gone. And so it shows her power here. Same thing where she just screams and everybody, because she wants them to stop talking, basically. And the best way to stop them talking is to, you know, put something around their throat, choke them. So uh, that's that's the first thing it made me think of was was the no more. Right. And Agnes is looking at Wanda. She's like, oh, honey, heroes don't choke people. And then Wanda gets to this realization and her hex power just goes up to the barrier and she tells the people, go, get out of here, run, get out of here now. And you see a slight crack in the barrier. Enough where Wanda can get out. Or not Wanda, the people. But you got to remember, they're in the center of town. So they have a long way to run. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we see the two visions fighting. And they are just dead even. Fake vision or fission. <laughs> versus vision white vision and with that barrier open we know that our vision the red and green vision cannot exist outside the barrier the barrier because he's a construct and this answered a huge question i had in the last episode was can her children we know vision can't survive but can her children survive and so this definitively answered that too yep they can't because they're starting to go to they're getting pixelated and go to pieces visions losing his power the kids run up real quick and they're getting pixelated too and they're like mommy you know help us and visions you know father to the end is trying to get to the kids and he's almost gone and then wanda closes the barrier again because she can't as much as she wanted these people to be free she couldn't keep it open at the loss of her family. Also important to note that director Dick just went straight in there with a bunch of trucks ready for war. There's uh, something that you kind of catch. It's hard to catch briefly, like as she's raising the gate, basically. And to let everybody out, you know, you see the world is, is starting to change. Um, it's glitching out like you know she can't hold the gate and uh, uh, keep everything intact and it shows the uh, the movie theater and you know as you pause it like I get the right order for him here there's some movies that cycle through on the marquee uh, one is the Wizard of Oz um, I'm trying to get back to it or pause or Oz, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful is one of the movies that scrolls across the marquee and then it scrolls to big red and kidnapped you know so that works really well and then um uh tanhauser gate and put the fun in dysfunction but i didn't catch it this the first time i went through us I, I caught tanhauser gate later because it's that's what stays on the marquee and uh, so i had to do some research on that justin's nodding his head because i think he knows I'm, I'm hoping because I, I remember you brought up Dune in the past, I think. And uh, I think that's where Tannhauser Gate originates from, if I'm correct. Uh, 
what I remember it from was uh, Blade Runner. Or Blade uh, Runner, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, keep going. Oh, well, that's that's where it, like, it just cut off. Uh, you know, I'll stop at that. I, I did a little bit of research and um, still trying to like really wrap my head around what the reference is. So if you if you know it better from Blade Runner and what it's in reference to, I think it, I know, but uh, yeah. thank you. Rucker Howard uh, at the end has that whole uh, monologue about the, the tears in the rain. And so basically, and it's, it's from, you know, he's talking about all these different places that he's been. And one of the places was the Tenhauser gate. Um, and I'm probably saying that right, wrong, Tenhauser, whatever. Tenhauser. But, if you say it angry, it sounds more it, German. I thought that was, because the first time I saw it, I was like, that sounds so familiar. Some, and it was one of those things like, you know, that earworm that's just like in the back of your head that's like, ugh. And, um, but yeah, so I, I did a little bit of looking too and um it led to uh, that monologue of him talking about the tears in the rain the classic classic monologue for any sci-fi fans um but if you think about it a step further rucker howard's character was a synthetic man trying to accept his own death you know there at the end of the movie and here we're also seeing a synthetic person, a synthetic man trying to accept his death too. So I, I, I think that's why they would put that on there. I mean, that is a deep, deep dive and kudos to the, the Marvel writers if, if that's mm -hmm. what it is. Uh, I mean, it, it can't, it can't be coincidence. Uh, yeah, because yeah. They had to throw that in there as a nod to because there's one, I mean, there's not a movie mm -hmm. called, you know, named that. And then as we see what happens with the visions later, you know, the end of that monologue, all these moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain, time to die. Like that, that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that, that totally explains everything that this version of vision is going through, everything that they've lived through, everything he's learned, all of that. It's literally going to be lost. Uh, well, I'm not sure when we get to that point. I'm not sure if he uploads that as part of what we're going to get to in a minute. But um, but yeah, but it's basically all going to be lost. Um, so it's a beautiful homage to to Blade Runner in that idea of tears in the rain. Yeah. You guys got you guys did some research on that because I didn't pick up on that. So I like it. Well, that's the research that I like to talk about. There's also the 60 other things I looked up that went nowhere. Mm. <laughs> I'm well, glad you started hey, nodding your head because I was like, I, this one went um, well. I'm pretty sure that, but we didn't talk about Blade Runner before though. I think you brought up Dune, I think, or it may come up in just one of the random conversations, but maybe that's probably. why I had this, that stuck in my head. That monologue's perfect for mm. the events to come. Mm -hmm. So you guys, Kyle sent you a text, but you guys keep going for a second. I got to get some more water. My allergies. Oklahoma weather during this time period is awful for allergies, and I am just scratchy and eyes itchy. And so the, uh, no, no boner jokes. Just no boner jokes. Well, no boner jokes while he's gone. Right back. But yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, we see you know, this this long played out scene with, like you said, the trucks going in, the all the glitchiness. I didn't go through scene by scene trying to catch stuff because the billboards were flickering. I'm sure there's 
there's something there. Um, I didn't catch anything. The different time periods of that same cleaner. So okay. it, it wasn't different backboard or uh, billboards as far as products. It was the same product, but different time periods. Different time periods. And so we, and then we see, you know, the visions going at it. Um, you can see the the rip and the hex behind them. For me. So that was a really cool visual, I thought. Um, yeah. Because they did they did a lot with special effects in this, but it, it's not your typical over the top Marvel big fight scenes. You know, there's it's a series. It's a it's a smaller production. It's you know that eight part miniseries that you used to watch on ABC back in the days. Really, the equivalent of it. Right. And uh, and so and that is another thing that I think some people kind of got hung up on was this wasn't as big over the top. You know, boom boom explosions and stuff, which it didn't have to be. That wasn't that wasn't built into this. Uh, it wouldn't have fit the story, but you still had some really. They did some really cool moments with what they did. And, you know, I love seeing the hex being ripped apart, and you just see things starting to fall apart. You have Hayward's in the guys in, uh, Wanda struggling, you know, to keep everything together. I think I've just caught back up to where you know Chris was talking about, but. Um, and then you see the sirens show up. Jimmy Woo's backup has arrived. Yeah, Jimmy Woo, and he needs trick has worked. To mention one thing about the special effects, like I, I didn't even appreciate how good the special effects were until I started pausing it in the middle of and you know looking at and looking for things in the background. But things like uh, Fiatro whenever he goes in, in fast motion, like if you pause it, it's almost a ghost version of Evan Peters in different form. I mean, they go through, it's not just a blur, but you can actually see a ghost version of Evan Peters slowly like running you. Uh, whenever Wanda is flying and when uh, Agnes is flying or Agatha is flying, like it doesn't look like there's some, some DC movies um honestly uh you know I'll, I'll call out certain green movies and and a few others uh that the special effects are just god awful like i'm pretty sure i could i could knock out some of those special effects you know the uh mustache you know the mustache gate the lip of um superman and you know different things where it's just like god they did not have any there is nothing I've found in this. And, and I've got one of those eyes, uh, you know, my past is, um, you know, the, my undergrad degrees in graphic arts and, and mass communications. And so that's one thing that I'm always like have an eye for is, Oh, that looks, that doesn't look real. That's totally Photoshopped or this is that. And, ah, oh, man, the special effects are fantastic. Top notch in this. Well, they had to uh, know that people were going to go frame by frame of this stuff. I mean, right. and you you see that level of detail in the movies too, because you you just can't slip that up. They they've created that monster that people mm -hmm. are going to frame by frame the movies to find stuff out. So they you can't half ass it anywhere yeah, because somebody's going to find it and then they're going to yell about it on the internet. Right. There's that certain expectation that they've set as well, which is a good thing. Yeah. To have such high expectations for a lot of that. I mean, you look at, um, you know, before MCU, before Iron Man and all of that, ugh, the, the Marvel movies were so 
terrible hastily put together <laughs> terrible uh hastily put together very much so you know you watch any nicholas cage um ghost rider movie and it's those are american classics sir hey i will watch them over and over again but i'm also laughing and making fun of it very mystery science theater type of uh enjoyment there so space mutiny had a better budget than ghost rider uh, and i would say better fight me <laughs> totally better female scream than uh ghost oh Man. doctor lady yes for sure it's about red scream <laughs> so okay what part are we on uh the family is coming back together now okay family's coming back together and all you know sword reaches them and they all go into a superhero po pose ready for mm -hmm. battle pose yeah you know, agatha has sucked a lot of power out of uh wanda at this point and she's got double kyle hands now mm -hmm. she does have double kyle hands now you get the great superhero standoff, you know, there's um yeah, Agatha flying in the sky, you got uh powder vision circling around the other side, and then you have powder vision. Hayward coming in. So they're they're surrounded at this point. Like there's just powder vision. bad news all the way around. I was I've been wanting to work a powder joke in, I couldn't think of anything. So I just went. Oh, Powder is a movie. If you guys don't know, go look it up. You'll get his reference. <laughs> what was it? 90s, I think. Yeah. Early 2000s. John Travolta. Yep. Mm -hmm. So the the so, visions the the visions kick it off. So um, and they kick it off. And I love where this scene took place too. So you think you know? We knew that they were going to. Once we saw the reveal last week, we knew that white vision and um, inside the hex vision, normal vision or fake vision, whichever, we knew they were going to face off. And everybody's thinking like it's going to be a big battle. And it has been all the way through this episode. They've been fighting, they've been duking out, shooting, you know, forehead lasers at each other or whatever. But they end up in a library. And this was such a cool twist for me that, yeah, they're, they're going to fight it out, but then they, it, it turns into An rational, rational discussion is what it turns into. And it's perfect. It's perfect for them. It's yeah, you're right. It's perfect for vision because that's who mm -hmm. vision is. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a great line. I thought whenever, right before they started fighting, but, uh, you know, the family's there in the family pose. And um, uh, Wanda says, uh, or sorry, Vision says, your mother and I never prepared you for this. But then Wanda says, but you were born for it, which is just like a fuck yeah. Man, this is a Literally, yeah. they were born for it. Great yeah. line. But one thing that I don't know if any, any of the listeners or anyone else caught this. Man, her accent was coming in and out like a... Uh -huh. And I like every time it would change, I would like point to my wife and be like, there it is again. Oh, there it is again. Yeah. There it is again. This is like, uh, and this is one point where she, the accent came back and, and it, was, it came back thick. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. What you can't, uh, I mean, at some point 
that has to be a decision, right? I, I mean, think so. Director, the actor, somebody, the writers, that has to be a decision for it to keep going and coming and going and coming. But that's one reason why several episodes back, whenever Agnes or Agatha, I guess at that point, um, said something about the 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 accent coming and going, I was just like, yes, thank you. Someone said it. Someone think, said it. I think our trigger <laughs> is when it's she gets extra defensive and families involved is yeah. when it really i think that's her accent trigger okay. but i think what justin's getting at though is in the middle of her talking it would switch back and forth literally in mid-sentence mm-hmm. yeah because that was bugging me too it's like just choose one yeah hmm. so that, that was kind of bugging me too so white vision powder vision caucasian vision whatever you want to call call him um flies down and the visions go off like i was saying into the library they're fighting foreheads blazing you know just tearing up everything and then i love this part where color uh blue not blue red and green vision Mm -hmm. phases through the floor while white vision is shooting his laser forehead laser and just grabs him by the neck and forcefully turns his head so he's shooting at you know the the books you know because white vision hates books he hates written word the written word i did not know that he doesn't um oh dang it see you can do that to me because i don't know that <laughs> it's not fair he doesn't he doesn't i would have believed you you could have just played that off and be like yeah yeah, and I would have not known any 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 book he finds he uh, he shoots he leaks oil on it. Mm. I'm not gonna believe a so, damn word you say for the rest of this episode now. <laughs> but Vision has him in a what's that? Naked. The rear naked ch- chokehold, mm-hmm. and he tells him, "I love this line right here." I am not the true vision, only a conditional vision. And white vision is struggling up until this part. I don't know why that struck a chord with me. It just I just thought it was really cool. He gave him a syntax error because he was sitting there to destroy vision. He gave him a 404. Mm-hmm. But I love yeah. the philosophical uh paradox that he poses for him with the the ship of theseus um just the perfect perfect um philosophical debate about which vision is the real vision it was beautiful mm-hmm. so are you guys familiar with the backstory of the ship of theseus i actually am not so please elaborate small so basically, uh, the Greek philosopher, it, it, the idea of this argument has gone back, you know, really, there's no set person who is known uh, to be the one to invent this paradoxical idea. But Greek philosopher um, Plutarch, uh, and I'm, of course, probably saying his name wrong, but um, I always do that with, with <laughs> Greek people. I say Socrates. Um but the um, and I actually looked up what he'd actually wrote about this, so I'll, I'll read it real quick. 
The ship within Theseus and the youth of Athens returned from Crete had 30 oars and was preserved by the Athenians down to even the time of Demetrius Phylorus, uh, for they took away the old planks as they decayed, putting in the new and stronger timbers in their places, insomuch that the ship became a standing example among the philosophers for the logical question of things that grow, one side holding that the ship remained the same, the other continuing that it was not the same. So that's the the philosophical mm. debate that Plutarch um, brought up. And man, you know, just like the deep dive of, of Tears in the Rain and, uh, you know, Blade Runner, these writers, they brought their A game on this uh, to go all the way back to Greek philosophy and just overall metaphysical um, debates of, you know, what is real and what's not real. Uh, I, I did not coming at all and, and honestly hadn't hadn't seen that side of it. I had to go back to, you know, philosophy classes that I had taken several years back uh, to even, you know, remember and pull out textbooks and go, wait, wait, wasn't that, you know, type of thing. So beautiful, beautiful callback for sure. And the thing stopped becoming the thing. Mm-hmm. So thank you for the backstory. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know it. You know, I, I, I knew what the visions were talking about. Right. So, you know, because that's why White Vision says I request elaboration. I just thought it was cool seeing them floating. Yeah. Exact same pose, just kind of whirling in a circle. Agnes basically tries to kill the guys in the military on this next scene. She tells them, you know, there's always going to be pitchforks, pitchforks and torches for us, Wanda. There is. And, is that when the boys went out? Yeah. Well, she dropped them, and then w- Wanda saved all the all the uh, sword guards, sword military that was that were just literally about to kill her, which shows that Wanda is still a hero at heart. Mm-hmm. So we all have bad days. Did, did you catch us, what you know, what Tommy did at that point? Yes, right after here. So she told the boys to go to go uh, take care of the military. And then, Kyle, since you brought it up, why don't you bring it up? So you, you see, she eases him down, and you see Tommy use his speedster ability to run. He, he's grabbing, um, you know, gear from the military guys. He's disarming he gets, him. He's disarming him. He he gets a, what does he get? He gets a hat and some sunglasses and all mm-hmm. that. And so this is another thing that's throwing me back to where, not done with with Peter Maximoff. We're not done with Pietro yet. Because this is 100% has to be a nod to uh, which one was it? Days of Future Past? Days of Future uh, Past. When they were... When, uh, when they broke Magneto out of jail and they were in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Quicksilver yeah. put the goggles over his head. His eyes face, runs around the room, grabbing stuff, puts the hat on. He's He's emulating uncle peter to a t at this point mm-hmm. because this well, is something that peter would have done this is, i don't think this is something that pietro would have done no so here's the other nod i think that they gave to it to evan peters if you look at the way he does his super speed it's exactly like evan peters it's that that after image effect that blur mm-hmm. that the one from age of ultron didn't have the exact same way that they blurred his image 
So I think that was another nod. But yeah. I think uh, I think we can we can still hold out some hope for Peter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Um God, I hope so, just because he's such a great actor and he just meshes so well with this universe. Yeah. He's a great so. fit. He's a great fit for the the Avengers MC for this this line of films and things. So next thing we know, they are director Dick grabs a gun and is about to shoot the boys. And Monica's there and she's like, no. And then all of a sudden he shoots her and her eyes start glowing yellow, but you see the bullets phasing, which means she's has the photon powers. If you remember what photon does, photon has control of all energy. This would be kinetic energy. She basically steals the the momentum and the acceleration from these bullets. And so after they pass through her, with no damage, might I add, they just, it's the minute they come out, they fall down because they lost all momentum. Well, and, and director Dick isn't trying to shoot at her. Mm-mm. He's directly aiming at the children, trying to shoot the children. Yep. And, and <laughs> I would... To come out right now, this may be controversial, but I do not support shooting children. I I've just, I've read that about you. Yes, thank you. Yes, I've read that about you. But I mean, that just you know cements him as the baddie. You know, of course, there's Agnes uh, or Agatha, but I mean, how much more mustache twirling can you get than literally shooting children? Um, and again, let me just go on the record not for it uh but yeah that's when she she goes right in front of it and we can see that kinetic which is really cool and we also see wiccan's ability as well we, yes. we've seen her Stop her it. abilities give three different colors at this point when she first yes. arrived she was blue mm-hmm. she had blue powers when uh she pulled the neck off of fiat or the necklace <laughs> when she pulled fietro's neck off when she pulled his necklace off um her, her eyes went purple and now we've got yellow she can control energy in Mm -hmm. all forms so yeah you know and she saw the electrical grid when she first came into the hex barrier and we get chris's favorite favorite character show up because director dick tries to just run because he knows he's fucked yeah tries to run and who shows up, Chris? Darcy in the clown car. <laughs> she finally she made it to town. Fa- <laughs> she finally did. <laughs> that 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 school finally let out. Man, yeah, there were a lot of red lights. There were a lot of red lights, but mm-hmm. she is. She's one of my all-time favorite characters, man. She's just fun. And she even has a fun line. Have fun in prison. Ha- have fun in prison. <laughs> so, which you know, sounds like you could give him some tips uh, since you were talking about that earlier. Yeah, my 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 time in prison, they called me. Uh, uh, what would my prison name be? I was uh, um, X Flax. Okay, I like that. I was thinking Slippery Fingers because you're always dropping the soap. Hey, ah. one of the two. Here goes Slippery Fingers. <laughs> it, it works on many levels. Slippery Fingers. <laughs> 
So next thing we <laughs> and know, we're we got back the, in the library. <laughs> and we're back in the library. We have both visions staring at each other. If you notice, mm -hmm. their legs are in the exact same. The right leg is back, and the left leg is down. Both arms are out with the fingers extended. So they're cut from the same apple. Mm -hmm. and this is where they have that ship of thesis conversation. That's mm -hmm. you get two halves of the same. Um, you know, they have that discussion, and White Vision comes has that realization that oh yeah, we you we're both the same thing. Mm -hmm. And this is just such a cool this part. Is a great where, scene. Where, you know, um, colorful vision imparts. He, was it, he touches him to the forehead. He's like, he's, he says your memory storage is still there, basically. And, and by touching him, he reactivates. Was he, I wonder if he was he reactivated. It was, it was blocked. He yeah. said it was just blocked. It's, yeah, so, he said, your memories are still there, but it's just being kept from you. And so you have, and I wasn't even going to try to attempt to pause all the scenes. Basically, you get the full vision recap in about a second and a half of what happened to him right. from inception on. And he imparts those memories onto white vision. You see, you know, some color change. He goes from blue to Mindstone yellow back to blue and his his eyes change like they're less cybernetic less android looking to more human looking eyes yep. at that point yeah well and you forgot to mention too that white vision conceded that red green vision he said he conceded you're the real vision mm -hmm. and, and said that he recognizes that he's used just as a weapon and yeah. i think he's starting to realize that he's more than just a tool more than just a weapon um by looking at fake vision uh, he knows that there's so much more to him than what he's being used for right there. And I think that's why he allows him to touch him, why he allows him to to do that is because he comes to that realization. Um, so it's showing that the real vision is still in there somewhere. It's, yeah. not, it's not just this robot that's just doing whatever Director Dick says. All right. So he unlocks his memories and vision looks and says, you know, they both have their head the same way and kind of move it. And then he says, I am vision and flies out of there. So mm. just a, all in all, just a great, great scene. Awesome scene. So do you think this means, do you think that fake vision put all of these memories of what happened here in there as well? So he'd remember, or do you think fake vision would keep that to himself? So that way, that would be a special part of them and Wanda's relationship. But knowing Vision, how we know Vision, my guess is he unlocked all of it and gave him a little bit extra, gave him the memories that he has created. Right. Just because it... I mean, they're both Vision. 
Yeah. Well, and and well, it's I, just a memory though. Going through and trying to watch and see what the the recap is all just from the movies. There was no um there was no scenes in that rewind that he put into white vision from WandaVision. So um, that's why it makes me think, because it seems like he would go ahead and upload the rest of what he had had here. So that way he could, um, you know, continue to live on. So he, he basically wouldn't die. Uh, but my question is when I was watching this was, because he couldn't remember anything beforehand so how did he get all of those memories downloaded to he didn't those were already those were ingrained in white vision so when he said his memories they they were still there he wasn't imparting memories onto white vision he was unlocking them just in the same way he did black box okay okay so then answer the same way he's able to do it with the citizens of westview when he would give them a little buzz around the head and like, okay, I remember everything now because my, my memories were blocked. Okay. Cause so Kyle answered that question then because he didn't upload anything to actual vision. So he couldn't upload the new memories. All he did was unlock what was. Yeah. So I probably worded that wrong earlier when I said he gave me a brain brain touch. That's a one question I had as we were going through or as I was going through and watching, it was like, Oh, I wonder if he's going to put, these new memories so that way he will be even this new new version of vision will still be there but i think it's actually kind of nice that it's not it's that's something that really goes back to again the blade runner the tears in the rain the idea like once he's dead he is dead and that makes end we'll get there but it makes the end of this that much more powerful i think yeah Good episode or good scene. Yeah, excellent scene. And a good episode. I mean, really and a good fun. episode. Well, and then we see Vision flying off White Vision. So he gone. This is how the this is how they bring Vision into Phase Four. Just like yep. white men, whenever stuff gets hard, they just leave. Mm-hmm. They just run. I'm done dating them. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I'm not. Vision goes outside, sees the boys, hugs them. Agnes is, lands on the roof and just looks kind of disgusted at the whole thing. And then Wanda just does this weird run-up that was like <laughs> fast, but not fast, like supernatural like movie. You know what I mean? Like when you see like uh, the chick from the ring come out of the TV. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it mm-hmm. reminded me of, the really quick scutter scuttle. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. It was just like yeah. a... I love when she just popped up there and it was just like, Fuck you, bitch! If you would have said that, that would have been perfect. Like, it's <laughs> just little... all serious and she just whispers in her, gotcha! <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> she does something and... <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> Agnes's eyes glow red and all of a sudden she's back at the Salem Witch Trials in 1693. Yeah, the real trials, not the ones we read about. These were the ones that really, <laughs> that really happened. Yeah, the actual trials but by she, witches. This is literally right after she killed everyone in the coven. Mm-hmm. 
and this is a, a direct callback to Age of Ultron, um, to where, you know, how she tore the all the Avengers apart by, you know, putting them, you know, putting them in some type of hex, uh, vision type of thing. Yeah. Um, so a direct callback to Age of Ultron. And she sees Agnes, you know, being Agnes is acting all uh, scared and no, don't do this. Don't do this. But then just like in that scene where we meet um, Agatha um, and she's saying, no, no, no. And then she actually is, you know, taking all their powers. uh, We soon find that, you know, she's way too powerful. This, this thing doesn't, doesn't really work. All the witches come after Wanda. So you flip the script on her. Yeah. And she just gives her that look like, hmm, well, <laughs> she knows what's going to happen. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a very hmm look. And of course, <laughs> told you so. Yeah. You know, and and uh, they call her, I like this where they call her the harbinger of chaos. Mm. Uh, so it's for Poe because, they, you know, we talk about the, the chaos magic and then all right. that gets brought up. Um, and then we we see her like this is where you know and this is when I mean, we talked about it earlier was she being selfish or was she trying to protect her or was she trying to bring him along and at this point you know she's bringing out the scarlet witch you right. see her crown start to form um it says you know give me your powers i'll correct the the flaws in your original spell. So she sees that there were, you know, she, it was really good, but there were things that were wrong because she's, she doesn't know she's a witch. And, you know, Agatha and Agnes brings all that, you know, what centuries of experience. Yeah. And, and so she's bringing her about her, she finally forms her crown and, I'm assuming that Agatha is about to try to power zap her, you know, drain her powers off of her. And we see Wanda break free and they, you know, snap back to reality. And, and one thing that (laughs) was power isn't your problem. It's knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that directly um, informs that end credit scene that we're going to talk about in a bit. But, you know, power isn't a problem. You're incredibly powerful. It's just your knowledge. And it's also showing that she may be underestimating Wanda. Mm-hmm. You know, she, like a lot of baddies, they basically think too much of themselves and think too much of their powers and what they can do. And I think we're seeing that here. And, and again, that's why I don't think there's a mentor-mentee role here. I think she just wants all of the power. And, um, you know, here soon when we see her say that, oh, yeah, by the way, um, I can't really change that. And it's just like, yep, see, she had no altruistic intentions of trying to help Wanda be the best witch she can be. Mm -hmm. She just wants that power. She's evil. She's, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so I think that's what she's really going for. Like when they they bust out of that they had the battle like here's the battle of battle like it's it's just a string of continuing battles through this episode 
And yeah, absolutely. You can tell that now she's pissed because she didn't get the power that she wanted. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to duke it out. And so you see him fly over and you see, I like, I love this when you see vision fly up, like he's going to go interview, like I got to go save my wife. And so he flies up and she pops him with that hex force field. Basically it kind of almost looks like a parachute pushing him down. And, but you know, it's like, it doesn't drive him all the way to the ground. It just kind of pushes him away for a few seconds. And then he just turns around and he flies back like, Nope. All right. Well, I guess she's, I'm staying out of that one. Like he just like goes back to the, to the kids and instead of trying to intervene, he's like, I'm just going to let her fight that one. Come on, boys, let's go get some ice cream. It was like how that scene looked at. Mom's having a moment. <laughs> let her work it out. She'll be fine. We're going to go to McDonald's. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to McDonald's. Yeah. Only I want, hey, come on in. The McRib's back. Yeah. Only, if has, only if it has the playpen, man. Those things are awesome. Yes. So they're, <laughs> they're going to go to McDonald's. You threw me off on that. I don't even know where we're at. Now I'm like, just laughing so hard at that. We're, we're in the witch shoot 'em up scene, sky okay. blasting and such. It, it's, I know we keep saying it. It's a great fight scene, but it, these are all great fight scenes. Just very mm-hmm. well choreographed. You see the bolts coming out and Wanda's hand is completely black and dead. It's like Total Kyle hands. Or the Chubbs hands from uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is what they look like because they weren't moving. But yeah. I like how she misses. Well, she hits Agatha. And, you know, you see that's why her, her hands are turning that way is because she's absorbing the power. But then she also misses her, and Agatha, or uh, yeah, Agatha gives us the, her this kind of puzzled look, mm-hmm. but probably just thinks, you know, I'm wearing her down. And so it's just throwing these hex bolts, throwing these hex bolts, throwing these hex bolts. But it's, it's a pretty cool setup for sure. Yeah, and Agatha, yeah, it really is. And we also see um, Wanda or Elizabeth Olsen like take the form of her two sisters with the um when she turns into the gelfling yes oh shit <laughs> she turns into the gelfling i wasn't ready for that one <laughs> well yeah, there then, it is i paused at the perfect moment yeah. there you and go. then agatha's taking all her powers and you know there's thunder rumbling like the sky is just evil right now and Agatha's putting all the powers into one Kamehameha at this point. She's she's charging up. She's going to Dragon Ball Z that thing. That's right, she is. She's spirit balling oh, it. I was waiting for a Hadouken. But... Hadouken! <laughs> when she tells her, you know, once you cast a spell, it can never be broken. This world's always going to be broken. Mm-hmm. You can never fix a spell. And she goes, just like you... And you're like, oh, you bitch. Yeah. And then she goes back for we the... We still love you, but you're a bitch. Mamea, and <laughs> she's shooting blanks. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what's that like, Kyle? Uh, you get used to it. Okay. Yeah. I usually pick on Chris, so I'm just trading over to you today. <laughs> Mine's surgically induced. We're fine. Oh, nice. <laughs> so... 
I just I love this part right here because Gelfling Wanda is just kind of you know laying there just helpless. Agatha keeps doing a little motion to fire bolts at her and nothing's happening. Then all of a sudden she goes from being Gelfling back to Wanda again. Mm -hmm. And if you notice, there's a scene where uh, from Agatha's POV, like she's trying and then looks at her fingers and her fingers start turning from black just to normal fingers. And so that kind of answers what we were talking about earlier too. Agatha's confused at this point. And yeah, I love that where she just kind of slowly turns her hand. And behind her is a symbol. Who brought that up earlier? Was that Kyle or Justin? About the... It was towards the beginning and then like during the fight scene, it's towards the end. I want to talk about this at the end. Oh, no, no, no. That's... I was talking about something towards way towards the end. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So what we see on the hex itself are these symbols, symbols that look oddly the same as the symbols that were in Agatha's basement, basic protection spells, except they're glowing red. So the, the minute I saw that, I knew what it was. And I got is one of those, you know, you get the goosebumps and go get super excited moments like she just turned this mm-hmm. in a given space. Only the witch who casts them can use her magic. Yeah. And you think back to all those missed shots she had that Agatha was like, yeah, you know, but now, you know, they weren't missed shots at all. She was throwing the uh, using her hex powers to put the runes up on the inside of the hex. And so that's why she was actually missing the entire time. That's good. I didn't catch that. That's good. Very, very cool. And then Agatha actually for the first time that I could tell, she got she was scared. Oh yeah. Like her face read she was scared and she was going, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden Wanda starts reverse flowing that magic. And all that power from Agatha and the the power that she stole and Agatha's power starts flowing into Wanda. And she's like, you don't need to tell me who I am. Mm -hmm. And then there's the crown, the Scarlet Witch crown that formed on her forehead, which was just awesome. So cool. It was so cool. And then did you guys know what was going to happen at this point? Could you fathom what the next scene was going to be? No. I had a guess, but I, I it was one of those, is it, you know, one of the nagging ones, but right. I didn't. I didn't I didn't think she was going to kill because, I mean, she's still, you know, a good person. She's shown that she has remorse and, and all of that. I didn't think she was going to kill um, Agatha, but but definitely getting the the outfit was just man that outfit good lord i'm definitely going to get that for halloween <laughs> i think I'd why look, not yeah i'd look good in spandex and leather like so yeah <laughs> meow <laughs> 
So <clears throat> there's the costume we see. And I just remember seeing this and I was may or may not have been, you know, the excited hidden my wife. Going, look, 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 there's her costume. There's her costume. It's just, you know, if you remember back in the interviews, Elizabeth Olsen has been fighting for this costume since 2015. Yeah. It's just cool that she she got this. And I think um I think that she I think it was a very well earned victory for her because this gave the fans what they wanted to see. There is uh something that you I, I just caught as you pause. And so she has I mean, it's a freaking badass costume. Mm. If you look, if you pause when you get from the shoulders up, up close, so like a good pause point to really be able to see it really well is like 28 minutes, six seconds. Look at the collar of her costume, center of the neck. Uh, uh, like almost like a choker? Yeah. It's like a look shape of the Mind Stone. Mm -hmm. Nice. What what was this on? What part? Uh, if you if you pause, like a good good point to pause, like twenty eight minutes and six seconds, you get a really good look at. Oh, it does, doesn't it? I mean, that's oh, that's really cool. The exact shape that's on Vision's forehead, yeah. Which is also technically a hexagon. It's just not a regular hexagon. Hmm. There's that. I, no, good. I completely missed that. I see that either. But I did have to Google to see if if a hexagon had to have you know a regular hexagon is going to be all equal around like the hexes she's put down. But technically, the shape of the Mind Stone is still a hexagon. It's just not a regular hexagon. Right. And this was one of the I will give it this one of the coolest costumes that they have given someone on, in the MCU. 100%. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's not, it looks kind of like armory, but not being armory. It mm -hmm. looks like the classic Scarlet Witch costume, but it's not. It's an updated version. It just looks good. Yeah. And it's not the sexist version of costumes that you see like in video games where, you know, men have all this armor and women's armor is like a thin bikini type thing. I mean, it's, it is a great outfit i mean uh, that mm -hmm. oh, it's awesome um, nice. and it, it feels to me a couple of like i would say iron spider in uh in game yeah yeah and then i've got a few favorites of captain america but and then a few favorite marks of uh iron man but like i would put it up there with all of those for sure and it's, it's like very complimentary of vision's look too in a way. And so that's definitely by yeah. design. And they've been hinting at, at this throughout all the promos and stuff of what it's going to look like because you can, you'll see little bits and pieces of it. You know, when she's standing behind the TV and you see, you know, Wanda behind the TV, but you'll see like little bits and pieces of it. So they've hinted at it for a little bit leading up to this of what it's going to be like. Right. But yeah, it looks freaking awesome. Right. Next thing you know, Agatha's dropping from the sky to the ground. Mm -hmm. 
and Wanda just comes ever so gracefully just floating down. Just this. I don't even know how to describe her face at this point. Very almost like pity almost. Yeah. Best I can describe it. And she asks, you know, so what now? Agatha's like, you're just going to lock me up somewhere? And I love this part. No, not somewhere. She's like, here. And immediately I knew where she was going once she said that. Mm -hmm. I think we all did at that point. Like she could have, I think she showed her. I don't know, was she showing her some leniency here, or she showing a little compassion, or was like this the ultimate punishment for her? Like she could have just finished her off and killed her. Right. I think this is the ultimate punishment. Mm -hmm. Death would have been too easy. And like losing your sense of self. Mm -hmm. Because the thing was, she she said it in this speech, this dialogue. You gave yourself this role. I'll give you the role that you chose. No one else here got to choose the role. So now she's forcing this on her. Yeah. And Agatha is all about power, all about power over other people, taking their power. And yeah, death would have been too easy. This is where she literally has no power. She right. doesn't have the power to make her own decisions or to say what she wants to say. Um, and so that's why this is definitely the the harshest of penalties that Wanda could give her is be you know take away the one thing that she craves the most, which is power. And keeps it around so we can bring her back later. Yeah, that too. Well, and was it this part here where she goes? Yeah, I love this part. She says, "You have no idea what you've unleashed." You're going to need me. Okay, so what we were talking about earlier on... I'm trying to remember what part it was we were talking about. Oh, whether Agatha was doing this out of, you know, trying to be the mentor or just being evil. I'm still believing that she's working with Strange on this. Because, you know, in the comics, she's played both sides, both good and evil. It just depends on the, the time. But I still choose to believe she's working with Strange on this, trying to get Wanda to channel her energies right because of the oncoming crisis. Because, you know, Strange can see everything coming. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she said to me, that line kind of stood up, you're going to need me. She, she has a not, this may be a bad comparison, but Kind of reminds me of a Loki type role. He's plays both sides. He's going to be playing both sides. I mean, she's she's like a lady Loki in in the sense. You know, she's got her own interest that she's that she is going to, that's going to be her ultimate drive. But she'll whatever side's going to work for her at the time. I can see her doing that uh, to help her achieve whatever her goal is. Right. I don't know. I, I see it as this is her final final plea, her final way to try to trick her. Um, I didn't see it as that. I saw it just as this was the only time 
the entire episode that she even mentioned anything about mentoring or, you know, I can help you. And it's when she knows that she is about to lose all of her power. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's any working with Dr. Strange because I think Dr. Strange would know not to work with someone like her because she's ultimately going to try to take all the power. And, and it could be, you know, just like giving the, the mind stone or no, 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 the reality stone, no time. What was his stone time? Reality. Who strange time, time. Um, okay. Giving the time stone to Thanos uh, in infinity war he knew what he was doing so it could be something like that you know working with someone for the end of the greater good but i don't see that here i I think it's just her saying you know whatever she can to get out of it kyle you look like you have something to add Uh, nope i'm actually kind of scanning ahead just a little bit gotcha okay to get ready for the uh the end end here or the, so, the first ending wanda tells her i know where to find you and then she changes her back into the neighbor alice or uh, agnes and she's like a combo of all the agnes's and she just gives her this you know the agnes smile it's like hiya hun she's like you know that's some kind of get up you're wearing so like i said it's like taking from every age of agnes that we saw yeah so, did I leave the oven on, or is that just you, hot stuff? <laughs> the, the Flanders, okie dokie, artichokey. Yep, yep, the Flander, and and uh, Wanda's like, I hate you, Flanders. His his. Stupid <laughs> sexy Agnes. Stupid sexy Agnes. <laughs> so. And uh, so she starts uh, basically decommissioning the hex. Like this part, this this was hard mm-hmm. seeing this coming because she, she, I guess she came to terms with like I've, I've got to end this, and she could have done it, you know, just quick and got it over with. But it's you just see this impending in coming and it's just slow and it's this creeping contraction of the hex happening now well you know it's i know this is a cliched saying but it literally is the end of her world Mm -hmm. literally the end of her world so they walk back home and it must have taken forever to walk back home because it's starting to get dark from the square which is kind of yeah. weird so they're all walking in the house and yeah like kyle saying the hex is starting to go and you see everything that the hex touched revert back to how it was mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they change out of their superhero costumes into their you know modern times costumes like Only modern day costumes mm-hmm. i can do her mom jeans mm-hmm. mom jeans absolutely and Visions in the dad sweater. Yep, his turtleneck. Very British of him. Extremely British. Is that not British? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably like 90 degrees there. Yeah. Well, he's probably comfortable. I don't think he sweats. 
True. And you know, you, you see it coming in and she tells the boys it's time to go to bed. Basically time to what you say, time to tuck in, time to I uh, was disappointed she didn't go. <laughs> the the sun's starting to go down there, big guy, or whatever it is. <laughs> sun's getting real low, big guy. Oh man. And yeah, it, it, I oh, go ahead, Hal. I'll say this this whole scene with the kids and like Vision knows it's coming. She knows it's coming. You know, she she's come to the realization that these three, her family, that she's created those. And once the hex comes all the way in, like it's done. Now I thought at this point that she was going to shrink it around and make it surround the house. I th- I thought that's what she was going to do. Like the the house I kind of did too. The house was going to be where it was, which we see so much the case, which makes this even more, you know, bittersweet. She's not super emotional about it. I mean, she is, but she's not showing it. She's being strong for the boys because the boys just don't know, I think. I don't think they know. When we didn't know, I I really thought she was just going to put a little field around the house and they're going to, you know, live out happily there. Um. And then she gives the, you know, she starts giving, when she starts giving the speech to the boys that, um, what is she, what's one of the lines she says, uh, you know, he, Vision tells the boys that he's proud of them. Uh, proud of you both. And, you know, she reiterates it. So you, you can see that something's about to happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's definitely a sweet, sweet moment to show that still that she cares that he cares that there is actually true emotion behind this it's not just something that she you know the soulless automaton that she creates but you know she actually loves and cares about vision she loves and cares about these kids and they want to want them to know how proud they are of them and and how much they love them so yeah it's you know you kind of get the um the Lenny, um, you know, show me the rabbits, Lenny. You know, you love them so much, but you know that it has to yeah. end. And you kind of turn them away. You don't want them to know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Especially telling yeah. the boys to look at the flowers right now. Yeah. Look at the flowers. Um, and so there's the, you know, talking about how family is forever and uh, letting them know. And I think maybe more of consoling themselves than consoling the children yeah. uh you know they're trying to convince themselves of this uh more so than the children because the children probably don't even know what's what's really happening i don't think they do yeah i don't think they do either they just yeah, think so- if they're going to bed and they're going to wake up mm-hmm. like how tough do you think this would have been because you know paul bettany has kids mm-hmm. like to act this out like it was choking me up just thinking about yeah you're Are putting you, your kids to bed knowing there's not going to be a tomorrow. You see, it breaks him a little bit when he's standing in the door. Like you can see it. I don't think that's, I don't think that's him acting in his vision. I think that's it hitting him of what this scene is. What it's like. Yeah. It's you, just, you, you it's see sad. that look in his face. Yeah. It's sad. And again, if any of you argues that this isn't sad, I will fight you. Yeah. Go hang For out with one. Director Dick where you can go 
good old director dick next thing we know they're downstairs and wanda's looking at the family portrait of them which i want to know when they hired the family photographer to take this picture it's probably agnes it was probably agnes mm -hmm. it was a uh, artichoke productions <laughs> So Wanda turns off the light. She's kind of walking around the couch and then she goes to turn out the other light. Well, can I um, go back just real yep. quick? Yep, yep. What do you think she says, thanks for choosing me to be your mom? Do you think that there is some multiverse? Oh, I forgot about the part. Do you think there's some multiverse piece to that? Do you think that there's, you know, because we don't see them created you know per se like we did with vision well right. you can't on disney plus because they cut it off at pg-13 so i know uh we, we didn't get to see the scene <laughs> and, and all of that coming up um <laughs> you know and I've, I've heard that sentiment before you know thanks for choosing me you know you you taught me more than i ever taught you you know or you, you know something like that but again this the show has so much to it that that has to mean something Thanks for choosing me to be your mom. And I don't think it's just a throwaway cheesy line. Um, what do you think? Yeah. I kind of hope it's not because okay. that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, when I first heard it, I, I just took it as a throwaway cheesy line. But, you know, talking about multiverse and all that coming up. I did too. Um, I could definitely see that. You put multiple thoughts in my head tonight, Justin. <laughs> well, thanks. That's so, uh, feeding them in there. Let's get my magneto helmet. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. It's I thought it was a throwaway line, but now that I'm thinking about this, it's probably not. Yeah. Damn you, Disney. So I mean, wow, man. Now now I'm thinking about that. Now I don't know. Well, and that also ties in with the last got doubts. And so one thing I'm going to bring up with the increasing too is something doing with that so okay now we we see our you know we see the hex closing in we're starting to get the the final moments with with vision and and wanda you know they stand at the door or they're standing in the window right and uh oh you see it coming you see it reverting back to old shitty westview once you've First came in. Old shitty Westview. Old shitty Westview with near we'll a, call that near a <laughs> landscaper in sight. We'll call that Buick Westview. Yeah. Yeah, we're going from Cadillac Westview to Buick Westview. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So, you know, they're turning out lights. Then all of a sudden, another light turns on, and Vision did it, and he's like, uh, Oh, uh, I read somewhere that it's bad luck to say goodbye in the dark. And this is the first. You know, again, we keep saying vision is the most is more human than anyone. Mm -hmm. This is one of those times. This is the very, very. Someone who loves someone and is about to lose it all line. He, so, are you saying when he said like one last thing before before I go? What do you, how do you say it? 
what am I? What am I? Yeah. And I loved this part because it here's where we finally get the answer to how vision came back and just what else there is. And this answers another question for another theory that we've had in this. Um, where was it? If you oh, got it, go can, ahead. Oh, well, I think it is where you're talking about. Can she recreate the Mind Stones or the uh, Infinity yeah, she Stones? Says, she says, you vision are the piece of the Mind Stone that lives in me. Which means she's either... This could be a couple things. This could be the Mind Stone put a piece of itself, left a trace in her. Could be she has recreated the Mind Stone to recreate the Mind Stone for Vision, which is an entirely possible scenario because Wanda can... She was the only one who could have killed Thanos during the first... during uh, Infinity War. Thor won the a-hole and aimed for... didn't aim for the head. I mean, it's Thor's fault. If Thor would aim for the head. Thor didn't aim for the head. That T-hole. I know. It was was talked about the guys from Marvel Marvel even brought it like the stones. They were destroyed, but they weren't like destroyed. Like they could still exist at a molecular or atomic level. Like they were hyper polarized, basically. And so, you know, maybe she could she could pull some I don't know, some Magneto shit where he's able to get the little, you know, metal down at the atomic level and pull it out of, you know, pull the iron out of your bloodstream. Maybe she's able to, to she has that connection with the Mind Stone that even the smallest little bit is enough for her to be able to utilize what it's capable of. Right. Because of her connection with it. And then, you know, she's like, she told him you're that piece of me and then you're a body of wires and blood and bone that I created and you are my sadness and my hope. So she, he's the sum of everything she's been through. Mm-hmm. And it really was sad. And she said, mostly you're my love. Yeah. yeah. I like the double meaning of that. You know, that I he's, do too. The, he's her love and he's her, her love personified so you're like oh you're my love and you're also the you know the personification or i guess androidification of mm-hmm. my love so yeah. so he's the meaning of her life and he's her inspiration i think it's a, a real look at relationships because relationships aren't the typical disnification and this is you know something that has always bothered me with Disney princess movies and, and things like that. The Disney vacation of um, relationships to where, you know, little girls grow up watching Disney princess movies to where they think that there's this one perfect person out there that will complete their life, which is complete bullshit. Um, but that's what they're conditioned to think. And, you know, now Disney has almost turned that on its ear with this idea of the love and the hat or the sadness and the hope mm-hmm relationships are all different parts of, you know, sadness and hope and happiness and, and anger and, you know, fear and all of these things, but ultimately all that leads to love. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's just like the, the, the line that, the, that uh, Vision had in the last episode about grief and, and love. I mean, again, I, I've said it several times, but man, these writers are killing it in this episode mm-hmm. and series, but it seems like they really put their A game into a lot of how they were getting across some of these ideas. So again, Vision's the most human. After Wanda says all that, a single tear rolls down his eye. How the hell does a tear roll down his eye? Yeah, he might spring a leak, really. Silicone. Yeah. Do you? That's actually a um, reference to um, a famous Avengers scene. So um, it was, uh, I read Avengers 58 uh, is what that was from. But uh, there's a scene of. vision crying in, in the the text box says and even an android can cry and so it's, it's definitely referencing back to that idea um the i was trying to remember what it was um i can't remember what the the comic was about it's been a while since i read that but i remember seeing that in the comic and and typing up you know vision marvel comic tier and yeah that's what popped up was uh, avengers 58 so um so yeah okay. it, directly referencing back again um some really important iconic parts of both wanda and of vision in this just a sad part i don't think it's sad are you gonna fight me <laughs> yes i'll fight you for it okay okay great throw you into the nerd realm so the last thing that we see, you know, the hex hits and Vision tells her, so long, darling. And then he disappears. Mm-hmm. And you see the house rolling back through the time until it's the crappy overgrown lot with the Buicks. It, I go, I remember looking, I go, I, that Buick's still going to be in the driveway. That damn Buick is still going to be in the driveway. <laughs> that damn Buick. Uh, well, there goes our Buick sponsorship. so she puts on her her hood on her jacket just slowly walks over to the car gets in no she doesn't get in the car I thought she did Um, she she walks back yeah she walks to the square where all the agents are still sitting around right now and all the people are not too happy with her right now that just got free Mm. and they're just she just set them free they should be ecstatic and should be happy like oh here's the lady that set us free but no bunch of ungrateful assholes (laughs) the citizens of ungrateful assholes Mm -hmm. so you know, uh, Wanda doesn't even try to talk to anyone. Probably for the best. And she goes straight up. Yeah, she goes straight up to Monica, and she, Monica tells her they'll never know what you sacrifice for them. And she said, "Doesn't matter. You know, it won't change how they see me." And her accent is really strong here. Mm. Yeah, it, it comes back. <sighs> 
That's a great and Sokovian then, accent. Just, uh, he nailed it. <laughs> and then, you know, Monica asks her, uh, no, or Wanda says, you don't hate me. And Monica's like, given the chance and giving your power, you know, I would have brought my mom back. So Monica's acknowledging she would have done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. The person that's most dear to her. Um, so she had a very like her her uh, the moment when she's talking about you know they would wouldn't matter they would still hate me don't you hate me like her very uh, I don't know I don't want to be like say like outcast teen angst attitude about it but I think that's very fitting for you know the uh, her being the ultimate witch because you know witches were seen as outcasts and I would see, you know, modern, which is like, well, not say modern, but like in the lore in this, that I would probably adopt that same, that same attitude, you know, that I called, I'm an outcast, which he is, but she really settles into the outcast role, like right here into this, in this part. And Agatha mentioned that several times they always come for you with pitchforks and and torches mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah that definitely supports supports that idea so question for you she she thanks monica and you know she flies off as the sirens police and all that are coming in mm-hmm. do you think that she should have paid for what she did do you think that she should have served jail time or she should have uh, some some type of penance? You were like repercussions to what she did. Uh, because I know she had to give up, you know, the love of her life and, and kids and all of that. You're talking legal. But yeah, should there be some, you know, we in the in the world of Sokovian Accords, in the world of all of this stuff, it's yet again, it's like, well, I mean, she's sorry, so it's okay it happened. Uh, which is not real life. No. So should she have had some repercussions to this? I say no. Let me tell you why. Because I think Jimmy Woo is going to fix this to show that director Dick manipulated her into going over the edge. Mm-hmm. He doctored up everything. He was trying to forcefully cause wanda to do all the stuff and he did he did force her to this point well he didn't force her to kidnap an entire town and hold them hostage no but that was her grief involuntary i I agree but he he pushed her to it if i go shoot somebody because i'm sad and i kill them i can't in court say well i was really sad and the judge go you're right are you sorry yeah okay cool see you i mean yeah she was true but she kidnapped an entire town and held them against will. That's illegal. And so it just seemed, I, I, I was trying to weigh like at this point, everything had been, had been so like real world, if you will, or, you know, mm-hmm. it'd been like, even though there's hex and powers and witches and they, there were real world repercussions, you know, vision would touch their head and they would come out and be like, Oh my God, I have a son, you know, or my, 
I'm taking care of my dad, you know, please. And, you know, put him back in. But at this point it's where everyone's just like, that's eh, fine. She's cool. She's sorry. This, this could be the catalyst to, if, if they do go ahead and, and do the, the mutant introduction. I mean, this could be the, the, the first event, the first catalyst. Cause there's, you know, a lot of the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, yeah, the, the I mean, we, there's a lot of a lot of hate and distress of mutants by humans through the whole X-Men universe. So this, and they're usually kicked off by some major event hmm. that impacts humans. So this yeah. could be this could be it if it comes out like, oh, okay, she's a mutant. Like they can actually identify why she is what she is because of the uh, the mutant gene. If they, you know, other people come out like, okay. Well, now we've got to start rounding up the mutants because look what happened in Westview, New Jersey. And that was just one small town by one mutant. And then you get the politicians involved and boom. I'm still, I'm just reaching for anything I can find that's going to bring mutants in. Yeah. I think we all are at this point. Yeah. So they could do that. And there would be your, your repercussions. I mean, yeah, if I was a resident of Westview, I'd be pissed. I would be pissed. You know, and I would, I would want, you'd want some type of retribution. Yeah. And that would probably her going to that, um, oh shoot. What was the, the penitentiary, the maximum penitentiary that was in the water that Stark goes to in, in, uh, civil war, uh, uh what's the name 40, of 40, 42, 47. Anyway, I'm sure the listeners will tell Damn us. It on this yeah, but i'm gonna look it up now too um but yeah so you know something like that so that way these people know that this couldn't just happen again next time she gets sad yeah uh and and i'm not not advocating necessarily that you know she's a bad the raft all of the the raft there you go I'm not advocating that she's a bad person because she's shown that she gave up what she loved most to help the or protect these people and it wasn't necessarily her fault it was her grief but at the same time, um, you know, does that make these people that have been kidnapped and tortured every night with her dreams, does that make them feel better that she's sorry? So, no. uh, you know. You just don't want to be labeled as a mutant sympathizer. I don't. Uh, you can call me Trask. So. <laughs> oh, Trask. So that's that's a good that's a good where do we draw the line where's the moral yeah. line i mean us as viewers we like yeah good story she had good reasoning for for you know whatever what happened with it but if you put yourself in their shoes like yeah that's kind of really screwed up because it wasn't just you know the few handful i mean one person would have been bad enough but it was like i think they mentioned at one point like three thousand people in the town total actually yeah yeah that's a that lot was- of people that's a lot of bad dreams. That's a lot think of witchery. The, the children too. I mean, that's mm-hmm. lots of trauma, lots of therapy <laughs> for all that's these That's why Dottie had the think of the children thing. Oh. Well, somebody think of the children. We just had a revelation. Oh. Oh. Won't somebody think that, you know, for the children, for the children. She was subconsciously in turmoil so to- and trauma because of her daughter that was locked in her room. So Dottie was children. not. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Good one, Kyle. Go. No. 
I'm tired as hell, but at least it's something sparked. So, so next thing we know, Wanda is flying over the road that leads into town. And if you notice, there's some sort of car driving into town. Let me go back. When she's flying over, there's someone driving into town. Yeah. And it's not like a government vehicle. Uh Uh-uh. I mean, there's a little bit of traffic. There's some people moving around some. I figured, yeah, I would think there'd be a lot more panic if everybody just snapped out of it. Right. I don't know. It could be the Next people coming you know, back into town because she like shooting yes. away. That's true. Um, or it could be that you know now the spells lifted, people can actually go through town like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just traveling through. So Travel and commerce we, restored. We get to the end scene and credits, and we have a mid credit scene. And Jimmy Woo is giving everyone orders what to do, and there's Monica just giving him this hey good job and she's like authority looks good in you jimmy and he's like yeah 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 pretty much i'm jimmy woo Mm -hmm. i'm jimmy woo and he said where's darcy and monica's like uh something or about debriefs for the week yeah so darcy skedaddled and that's so darcy let me see of their show yep yeah off and then she goes you know uh you thank him for that and there's director dick being let off in handcuffs and then this agent comes up and says uh you know captain rambo we're we need you in the theater for the debriefing and monica goes in there and looks around there's no one in there like who the hell's giving me a de- debrief and then the girl goes, I was sent by an old friend of your mother's. And she morphs into a scrawl. Before they walk into the theater, and you guys let me know if, because I think I saw this pop up somewhere. So the, there's the uh, marquee again, the same marquee we mm-hmm. saw before. It was and a biz marquee. The... Just, just put your. I'm just, just going to end it there. I'm not even. <laughs> I got what you need. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're in timeout, sir. Uh, she's saying Wu is more than just a friend. <laughs> so we we're we're sticking by everything is there for a reason. If you look at the marquee, you have you know we see it playing in Tenhauser Gate, put the fun in dysfunction. There are two letters on that marquee that are in red. You can't, you could see it earlier in the episode on the right hand side, what the letters are. Right now on the left hand side, you can see the F is red. Earlier, the F in dysfunction. Earlier in the episode, you can see the right hand side of the marquee and you can see dysfunction. The U is in red. Now, I don't think this is FU. I don't think Mark, Marvel's telling us FU. But, um, uh, it could be uh, boo. 
you know, like Fu Manchu, who uh, was a super, was it, he was a villain, right? Wasn't Fu Manchu a villain? Or it was another name for the, the Mandarin? I think it was another name for the Mandarin. Was it? Yeah. The Fu Manchu. The composite I character I don't know Fu Manchu in the Mandarin. Mm. Oh. There you go. Fu Manchu will appear in the upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4 film, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, the Master of Kung Fu. That's going to be a movie, though. It's not going to be a series. All right. Hmm. No, but just, Maybe. That, it might be setting up. It, this is Phase 4. That can just be the little little hint. I mean, we. I mean, it's obviously now that, I mean, that it's coming, but uh, yeah, there's that. I like it. I'll go with. Let's. I'll go with it. I need another. I need another theory to go with now that the show's ended. Yeah. So, but. Anyway, scrawls. I got this one right when I, I messaged Kyle earlier Friday and said, they did an announcement last week about secret wars with fury and the scrolls i go i bet you we're gonna see a scroll in this damn show that leads into this and we got a scroll i'm just grabbing any victory i can right now because we saw no damn reed richards at all I just, I really am excited that we saw the scrolls, though. Yeah. <laughs> Feed Uchers. <laughs> she says, uh, you know, there's a meeting, and she, you know, points. Up. Yep. We heard you've been grounded. There's a meeting. And so that's directly, seems like directly referencing um, the end credit scene in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, because if you remember that very end credit scene in Spider-Man Far From Home, we see that uh, Nick Fury and uh, Robin uh, yep. Robin, are both scrolls, and they say, you got to tell him, you got to tell him what went on. So he calls him, uh, uh, Talos calls um, Nick Fury and says, hey, how's stuff? You know, we gave him the glasses, things kind of took a turn for the worst, and uh, and then you see nick fury turn off the phone and he's at a beach and gets up and it's actually on a starship and he's with a bunch of scroll and you know basically ends it there because that so takes place after this right directly referencing that um i don't, don't have know. to because this is just like directly after the uh the unsnapping right mm-hmm. so would yeah Hmm. So then, but Spider-Man Far From Home was after the unsnapping. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is the scroll that was in. I don't think it's the same scroll that was in Far From Home. So it could I don't have know. been going on, maybe. Um, there's definitely, I guess, a, a, not, a chance there. So do you think he's she's talking about Talos? Do you think she's talking about Nick Fury? I think she's talking about... Um... Carol. About who? Who's Carol? Oh, Danvers. Uh, Captain Marvel. Friend of your mother's. 
Oh, could be. I didn't think about that. Because because we know Monica is in Captain Marvel too. It could also be Jesus. It could be Jesus. Scroll Jesus. Come, come to Jesus move, moment. Up and say. They call him Skeezus. He heard you've been grounded, so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going with a big JC. Are <laughs> you doing the? <laughs> so that JC is now canon in Marvel. Yep. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> okay. So we get to the end end credit scenes now, and there are actually two Easter eggs on this. I want to see if you guys know what they are. So we're we're we've come in real quick, you know, from some drone footage there into this cabin. Sitting there at the base of these mountains. Can I say what I thought this was? Yep. Yep. When I saw it, it's the you know i told you i've been on this x-men kick for like the last three or four weeks mm-hmm. mm. i thought it looked like uh lake alkali yeah i when i saw this like are they going to show is like is that what this is i thought they were getting ready to show the facility at lake alkali oh man i bet <laughs> once it got to that you're like damn it yeah i was like ooh, ooh, ooh. i was like oh yeah oh and so the uh, Wanda and Pietro were born, you know, in in an area like this, uh-huh. um, the Mount Wondagore. Yep. It seems like that's what it's supposed to be, but it could. That's just... that's your first Easter egg. This is Mount Wondagore. Yeah. So, um, even though it doesn't say, you know, location type. Yeah. Thing, it is Mount Wondagore, and you can tell by the cabin because remember seeing this go, man, it is so Russian in that cabin, or right, uh, or a Slovakian, or you know what I mean. All right, so here's here's one of the Easter eggs slash things that I thought of, uh, and and I read some stuff that confirmed. So if you pause it at like forty six oh two in that range, you see the cabin, and she's sitting out front. So the Book of the Damned looks like what other book that we know of from oh, culture? I like this. <laughs> it looks gonna, like looks like rep- the like the Evil Dead cabin. Is that looks exactly like the Evil Dead? I mean the the uh, smokestack. I mean the the chimneys in the same place. How it, I mean it looks exactly like the cabin from Evil Dead. And, and who, oh, go ahead. I think I know. Go ahead. So Wanda has already uh, been said to that she's going to show up in Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. It's already, it's been um, said that her two sons in this episode or in this season uh, are also have filmed in Doctor Strange 2. But the person that directed Doctor Strange 2 is Kyle. Sam Raimi. There you go. So there could be some connection. Well, uh, there is rumor that Bruce Campbell is in oh, Doctor Strange too. Also, I want that to be canon. Yeah, I got. I mean, yeah. Well, he's he's tweeted out like a kind of slightly cryptic text about being on set, and so he has to be talking about that. What if Bruce Campbell is Mephisto? Oh. And he has no, a- I didn't know he has to be Ash Williams and he has to, when Wanda talks, he's like, 
I don't know there, baby. Why don't you come ride a little bit of the ass train? <laughs> I want to hear Groovy Baby, and I want to see a boomstick. And yes. I will die a happy man. That'll be awesome. Okay, Let's... so... <laughs> He, he's just what it is. It's just going to be. They're going to be at the value stop. Is what it's going to be. <laughs> and then Pedro's going to walk in because mm-hmm. because he's because uh, Bruce is L L F A. So Wanda's pouring some tea, but it just goes right past her like it's nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go into this bedroom and look. God. Bless it. Now it does look exactly like the evil dead cabin. <laughs> That's all I can see. And then there's Wanda in her Scarlet Witch outfit with red eyes. With all the stuff around her. And doing her hex powers, reading the Darkhold. Looking very Doctor Strange-ish. Uh-huh. That's your second <laughs> Easter egg. She's reading the book in her astral form. Just like Strange was in Doctor Strange. Yep. But in the book of the damned aren't those all spells that are evil or can those spells also be used for good it see i mean it's kind of in the title book of the damned yeah yeah doesn't i think they're they're all evil but but the thing is i don't know if they're making the dark hold a book of spells now because it said there's a chapter devoted to the scarlet witch i think it might have some spells in there but it also tells like history and prophecy stuff like that that's what i think they're going with on this okay it makes sense yeah but yeah it's 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 taken straight from the doctor strange movie Mm -hmm. the glyphs that are are floating around and her astral frame the only difference is it's now all scarlet color it's all red yeah uh hmm. so do you chris still think that after seeing this finale that scarlet witch is going to be the big bad for phase four because i mean she seemed pretty remorseful there at the end she did and i still kind of holding to i think she might be the big bad or at least one of them yeah because now she's reading and learning everything she can about the dark hold which is not a good book yeah, it's the Fifty Shades of Grey of uh, magic books. This is like sixty-five Shades of Wanda. It sounds like a great book. Actually, I would, yeah. I'd watch. I'd read, yeah. <laughs> but I yeah, download the Audible for that. <laughs> Twice. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Wanda's doing all this, and then you hear Tommy go, "Help, mom, please!" And you're like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! They're gone." The terror twins are gone, and then it just goes into Wanda's face, and you can almost see her hand go across real quick, and the whole screen goes red, and then it's black. Mm -hmm. I almost expected to see, you know, Wanda will return in Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. So So do you think the the cries... support the the idea that her two kids were from a multi uh, a different universe a multiverse absolutely maybe she's hearing two kids like hers from a different multiverse and she's going to try to take them from that 
I think I think they they were pulled. You think they were pulled or they were, or they were sent? I think they because, were pulled because. Oh wait! Thank you for choosing me as your mom. Yeah. Damn! I don't know. I got to think about that now. I think they could have either been pulled or they could. I mean, I think it's, it's a push or a pull because Vision made the comment, you know, about it's not goodbye and we'll see each other in another whatever. So when the hex collapsed and destroyed them, quote unquote, like maybe they didn't poof, but maybe they because of the whole nexus and everything that that pushed them through to another universe. So they weren't gone. They just ended up somewhere else. They they went through the the portal or the traveler or whatever. That's that's true. Or maybe they were pulled from one and pushed into another. That would mean Justin can both be right. <laughs> Pietro just goes and pushes them through portals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that asshole. <laughs> He's like boner. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do know that's the end of WandaVision, though. Game it's over, man. A, it, game <laughs> over, man. Game over. It's been a ride. Um, I don't know what we're going to do our next Nurky over yet. I know that probably it's going to be probably Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to see the date on that because there might be a full be going without a Nurky unless we can find some like movies or something to do. I think it's March 19th. Sorry. Oh, so it's, so it's next Friday. Yeah. So there's going to be basically a week in between and then next Friday it's going to pick back up. Yeah. So basically we'll have no break in Nurkies. I think we'll have a surprise episode of something Friday, like a behind the scenes or making of or a documentary or something, because there's, I don't see them having a lag in production or anything. I don't either. It'd be cool if they had a, um, they've already filmed several of the what ifs and in between each of these things, they showed one, one episode yeah. of the, what if, and then, you know, winter soldier and the Falcon, and then a one episode of a what if then Loki. The what if stuff is great for the multiverse stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely all lead in straight to Dr. Strange too. Yeah. So, but we want to thank all of you for literally sitting through the nurkies which we have decided again nurkies are bonus episodes not quickies mm-hmm. as the past three episodes have taught us we've got over three hours <laughs> so they're bonus episodes we hope you all have enjoyed listening to these as much as we have making them it's just fun to break apart these and just discuss so we will definitely, if we don't have a new episode of something this week, um, we'll figure out something to do another bonus Nurky on, whether that's a movie or just, you know, just something. Yeah. We'll figure out something. If you all have any recommendations on stuff we should do Nurkies on, let us know. Yep. Um, we'll definitely be doing a Nurky on the um, Snyder Cut of Justice League, though. Super mm-hmm. excited about that one. Yeah, I think someone else is down there. Mostly Japanese <laughs> Batman. Mm. Pretty sweet. 
so with that um thank you guys and girls very much for listening to us um we really appreciate the support and with that i'm chris i'm kyle and thanks again to justin for imparting his wisdom upon us thank you sirs i have very much enjoyed the whole nurky run so i appreciate Mm -hmm. you allowing me to help we appreciate you being here brother we really do so with that you all have a good week and uh digest what we've said and then fight us and then have a good poo and have a good poo thank you guys see you later nerd coke rise up it could get elevated nerd coke rise up it could get elevated. Nerdcore used to be just a made-up word. MCs shied away from belief.